This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. As you know, here at The Coffee Breakup, both Marvin and myself, we take mental health very seriously, especially when it comes to therapy. It can be awkward, but the beauty of our sponsorship now with BetterHelp is the accessibility that you get literally over your phone or on the computer, however it is that you need to communicate with someone at BetterHelp to get that therapy that you need. So without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. The good news is therapy works. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. If you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help, or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work, not dealing well with stress, whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and the Coffee Breakup listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash The Coffee Breakup. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash The Coffee Breakup. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Just to throw out there, um, depression is not sadness. Yeah. So, and I think a lot of people confuse that. People, people see depression. You, you Google depression pictures. There's someone sitting in the corner, sulking. Yeah, like rainy clouds. Depression, <laughs> depression can have a smile. Yeah. Smiling is literally exposing your teeth. That's yeah. a, that's a physical thing that has nothing to do with feeling. Yeah. A smile. Uh, some of the saddest people have the best smiles. <laughs> you know. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Coffee Breakup. Yes, starring uh, Marvin and Chris. Christian. Uh, if you're watching us, uh, Patreon, thank you. We love thank you. you. For the support, you guys are the best. Yes, you really are. You're really helping us like crazy. You guys have no idea. And we know exactly who you are. I mean, we're, the numbers are growing, but we read through them. We know who you guys are. Thank you so much for being subscribers. You guys are the best. Um, if you're listening to us on the ghost spot, I find iTunes mm-hmm. full episode. They're still available. If you're trying to watch us on YouTube, yo, where the full episodes go head over to Patreon and watch them all there. But we still got clips out on YouTube. Um, we still got the shorts all over the place. Also on social media. So small clips and we have a website, website thecoffeebreakup.com. We got some merch. We got very, very cool surprises coming up in the new year. Tune in, subscribe to our email newsletter. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, be, be on the lookout for some new things. Yes. With that being said, we got this. We got a special guest, Chris yeah. Rudin, uh, for the second time. Yes. What's up, buddy? Yeah. Thank back. you so much. In the new studio. In the new studio. Back. Yeah. Loving it. Last Loving time it. you saw us, Thank we were in, at uh, at H Gap. Yeah. And. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like what do you think like about this little spot? Right? It's not I bad, love it. Right? It's not I bad, it. right? I love the style, the look. I saw the look. I'm like, man, I want to get on that show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, dude. We we took a lot of time and, and work and energy, but uh, it came out. I think pretty dope. We all so. see it. We all see Thank it. Thank you, my brother. Coming through. We try. We try. You know, you know what it's like to work yeah. and grind. So. <laughs> yeah. uh, what's up with you? Anything new Everything other than new, that car man. outside? Yeah, but he's got pulled up in a Porsche. I'm like, who is this guy? We got talk. We got talk. I think I think we can safely say since the last time we've all kind of come up a little bit, you know? Yeah, some yeah. more than others. So, so, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what's yeah, up with some pulling up in a Porsche. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, man, I just I feel like I got it now. You know, yeah. like I focused awesome, on really awesome. like uh, dialing in on what I do and realizing like clarity. I know what I want to do. I know how I help people. I know how I want to help people. And I found the right people to connect that. So 
Uh, now I just put my head down, and this year was definitely my biggest year ever. So what changed for you? Like, was it the, the gigs you did? Was it uh, the way you kind of went about it, the approach? You know, what in particular? How old are you? you different? I'm 32. I, I found my value. Found your value. I stuck to my value, and I didn't undersell myself. Mm-hmm. I thought I was overselling myself. I just actually came up to my value. And a lot of people are afraid of that. A lot of people are afraid of saying, I'm worth this much. They see the people around them and they lower their value for that, whether it's a job or anything. And for me, I was like, what happens if instead of stepping down, I stepped up? <laughs> they met me there. So in realizing that, I started swinging for the fences. I like that. I feel like a lot of people also don't, they've never been told their value or, you know, they went all their life about thinking that they're not good enough or no one has ever s- sat down with them and said, you know, you're worth, you're worthy or you're worth this and this much. So their head, it's like, Shit, no one has ever told me that. But I think I that's never heard of that. But that's also the problem because if you're expecting on getting that those words from somebody else, you're always gonna be like a prisoner to external sure. validation. Sure. Where homeboy over here said, Yo, when I felt times where I was faking it to try to make it, nah. The whole time I knew, now is when I'm realizing I got it. I've got it the whole time. But you gotta have that strength. Now I now I realize yeah. I got it. Value, my value is relative. So this prosthetic arm. How much would you pay for this? Shit, I mean, a lot. That's, that's nice, But yeah. would you, though? Do you need it? Well, I don't need it. You say, but how, how much, how much would you personally pay for this? Oh, uh, me personally? Well, I wouldn't pay anything. But that you depends. That depends. But no. yeah, just, See, it's wild, though, because yeah. this is $150,000. Yeah, of course. Dude. So a lot of people would pay for this, but a lot of people wouldn't. So value is relative Sorry. to what you need. He said personally, I don't. I wouldn't pay for oh, it. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's being asking. No, no, because I'm like, but that's because you got you got. That's what he was asking. that's normal, though. That's normal. And that's the thing is, like, there's a lot of people who will do things for free. There's yeah. a lot of people who give, not even just money, but like there's a lot of people who will give away their value as a person because they didn't set that relative value for themselves. And if we're waiting for people to set the value for ourselves, we're allowing people to lower our value. That's just yeah. what it is. And that's what I did. I looked at other people, other speakers. I was like, what are they charging? Oh, I want to charge what they charge. I want to do what they do. Why am I trying to be them? What can I do? What can I charge? What am I worth? What am I deciding I'm worth? Yeah. I did that. And I was like, oh, man, wow, I left so much money on the table. Yeah. I left so much value, so much opportunity on the table because I was trying to lower my standards from the other value I saw around me instead of saying, wait, I'm an individual. I get to charge what I think I'm worth. True. And I did it. You yeah. know, a lot of people are afraid to because they're afraid to be undervalued. But their whole lives, they've been undervalued by people around them trying to hold them down. How many people will tell you you can't do what you're doing right now? And they'll believe it. They'll believe it. They'll believe it because that outside valuation from someone who doesn't value anything is dictating how you're living your life. What do you think that comes from? I think uh, insecurity. You think it's insecurity? You think maybe that that we're kind of raised in a system where we always have to please... um, Someone, like, think of, uh, as a child, it's almost like, well, you don't want to make a mistake. Well, obviously, it depends on how you're raised because you don't want your parents to be upset. In class, when you're being told, like, no, you can't do that because that's wrong, or, you like, it, it almost holds you back. So now it's almost like, well, okay, I, I'm wrong. I did something wrong. I shouldn't, I'm, I'm bad now. I feel like it's a lot of that. We're kind of, we're like, taught mm-hmm. a very, like, black and white. I mean, I got in trouble in school for speaking all the time. <laughs> 
now that's my career. <laughs> yeah. So it's funny how it's that wild. works. It's yeah, wild, yeah, right? Yeah. It's wild. <laughs> like, if y'all like, get in trouble for joking around, now you're on a podcast doing this for a yeah, little bit. It's, yeah. it's wild. <laughs> but, <laughs> but we're, we're, we're very, like, put in a box, you know? And it happens with stigma. It happens with so many things, you know? Like, you see someone and you make up a story about them. You see me, you make up a story about me. True. I'm wearing green. I have an arm. I have swoopy hair and tattoos. You're, like, <laughs> definitely military. Some crazy badass stuff. I'm like, I was just born this way. Yeah. You know? True. So it... We make up stories, but the problem is we make up stories from the way we were raised in the school. The process has taught us like, oh, are you going to be a lawyer? Are you going to be a doctor? Are you going to be something? You ain't shit if you're not. Yeah. If you didn't, if you didn't go to school, you know? Yeah. Well, the school taught me not, the school taught me how to not be myself. Yeah. I had to mm -hmm. unlearn that. And now, you know, being the highest earner in my family, that wasn't from the degree I got. Yeah. It's, it's wild. So you know? being yourself. Yeah. Mm. The thing we were penalized for. Yeah. We were penalized for that, being yourself. You talk too much. You you move too much. I used to always do this. I played drums for like six yeah. years. But I used to always be fidgety, and that helped me, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was penalized for that. I was like, ah, oh, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do this. You shouldn't talk too much. You're too yeah. much. How many times do people say stuff like, you're just too much for me? It's crazy. Okay. That just means you don't see my value, and that doesn't mean, that doesn't change my value. You just don't recognize it. And that's okay, but it's not for me. Yeah, I'm kind of get put in a box, you know. Like you gotta fit yeah. in this box. Everyone's gotta fit in a box. It was crazy because when I was a kid, I would, I was the one that was a troublemaker. I would always do shit. Really, I would, yeah, I You're was a good kid. I, I would, I'm a good kid, but I, I was always very curious. I was always excited and running around, trying to explore and 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 just kind of see the world. And so now that I'm older, it's funny because the same habits that when I was six, seven years old, I still do. I love to travel. I love to talk to people. I love to engage. I love to expand my my horizon. And so a lot of these things that when you were a kid, you, your parents are like, oh, relax, calm down. Don't do this. Don't do that. Now it's like those are the things that like I love pursuing. And so I think if you have something that you truly believe in, that you truly, the, the things that make you, you, you got to pursue those things. Yeah. And despite of what everybody else says, and, you know. And not only that, I think we're also learning that there's a lot more possibilities um, out there for us to really kind of identify what our strengths are and make something of it. Rather than feel like, well, I was told this isn't the right way to do things or no, I, this is going to help me in my career choice. But it's like, well, what if you actually made a career out of what you're good mm. at? What, happen, what shifting. happens if there's not a right way? There's no such thing as a, a right way. You know, yeah. what happens if you can just do whatever you'd like and figure out life your way? You know, saw a video. It, there isn't just one right way. There's many right ways yeah. to a problem. Yeah. And I think that that's how it needs to be viewed. Not being like, oh, well, I need to go this way if that's the way, but. Maybe in life, it's not that what you think it is. There's probably other possibilities. There's other right ways. The scary part, especially about just, like, being a human, is we strive to fit in so much. We strive for, like, community, and we think we can't be a part of a community if we're an outlier, if we didn't fall in line. Mm. You know, we're taught, like, oh, get in line. Make sure you go to school. Make sure you get a job. Make sure you, make sure you do the right things that people are supposed to do, supposed to. Yeah. Hate <laughs> the concept of supposed to. Yeah. Um, just do those things so you can be... So you can pay your bills, so you can be safe. Yeah. It's yeah. That, that that fear, safety. that scarcity mindset where we're like, we're so focused on safety, and it's like a primal instinct to be safe. Mm -hmm. And in today's society, safety means getting a job that can at least pay your bills yeah. and put food on the table. Insurance with Insurance. benefits. Yeah, you need, you need benefits. You need all of these things. Need. Crazy, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> um, we create necessity out of desire for safety. 
And it's not truly a necessity because bare necessity is broken down into like food, water, shelter, <laughs> you know, right. but everything else we're told like, oh, no, you need this. You need a 401k. You need a good job. You need to go to school. Well, we're reinforcing those language patterns to create a behavior for life, which means you're no longer an individual. Now, I'm not saying those things are bad. I'm just saying there is more to you than the school you went to and the things you do. Yeah, yeah. that no, is so yeah. true. I agree. I feel like, I mean, don't get me wrong. In this uh, world, especially in this country, we need workers. And I feel like, um, you know, I don't want to bash on school systems, but I feel like there's a certain degree that it kind of, it teaches you how to be a worker, how to be, yeah. you know, part of society. Um, but then there's those small outliers that we're talking about mm -hmm. that really can create something special because they have something special. And I feel like those are the ones that need to be, I don't know if whether it's treated differently or, you know, taken into a you know, different consideration, but if there's something that's making them different, there should be something that we can do to highlight those and see how we can enforce those and see what kind of beautiful art comes from whatever that outlier is within that person. At least not penalize them, you know, at minimum, <clears throat> not penalize them. So people who enjoy work and, you know, like whether it could be any task, that's great because they find value in other parts of life. I have the annoying bug of wanting more. And yeah. my biggest issue is, finding contentment in, in finding peace in the process of pursuing more where some people have found peace, they found contentment, but they haven't really gotten to the point where they, they maybe want to. So it's always a balance. No one's ever going to have everything they want. You know, that's yeah. not, that's not going to be a thing, but I truly believe you need two things. You, you need to strive for something, whether it's emotional, physical, social, something and find peace in yourself, those two elements. And when people only have one of those, you're, you're struggling. And I know that was for me. I'm speaking from personal experience. You know, I didn't find peace, but I was so, I was doing well in business. But I'm like, man, something just doesn't feel right. You know, something doesn't feel right. Yeah. I think when you wake up in the morning and you, you if, ugh, I think you know when you, when you can wake up on, on, on a given day and just be happy with doing the things that you do. Mm -hmm. and th that might look different for everybody. You yep. know, it is going to look different for everybody. I hope like, it does. Yeah. Because no? what, your dream is not going to be the same dream for somebody else. Yeah. And so that's the goal. I have a friend of mine. He he's he wants to be a school teacher. And he said, listen, that's all I want. Like, I'm happy with that. I'm happy Dumb with my ass. two weeks a year. <laughs> no, I, but okay. he, that, that's, he's like, I, I, that's, if I'm making 30 grand for the rest of your life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, just kidding. But not some, really, but whatever. But some <laughs> people, really that's whatever. what they want. And they're like, sure, I, have exactly. no I have no desire to have my own business. I have and no desire okay. to do this right, and this. Right, right. And if that's what you how you feel. By all means, there's nothing wrong with that. As yeah. long as you're you happy. Did, as long you as you're say, happy. You did say something, though, that I want to I wanna just, like, kind of throw out there. Well, what is that? Sometimes your dream is not your dream. Okay. It's everyone else's dream. You're just subscribing to it. You, you feel like you think that's what you want? I feel like a lot of people do that. A lot of people see what's on social media, and they're like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm supposed to be striving for more. I'm supposed to make more money. Yeah. I'm supposed to be Grant Cardone. I'm <laughs> yeah. supposed to sell. I'm supposed to get real estate because that's what people with money do. Yeah. I'm supposed to invest in stock because that's what people do. And my dream, like, what do you truly want to do? I want to make six figures. What does that mean? What does that mean? For why, what? Why is that your dream? Why Why is that? Because that was yeah. my dream. Why Why was that my dream? Well, because that's what I thought. That's what I thought we should do. Like, we're supposed to want to yeah. be successful. And success is six figures. And six figures is the dream, not my dream, the dream. Mm. Whose dream? Uh, you know what my dream is? I want to eat fucking donuts in every <laughs> city in the in the world. 
I want to find food all across the world. That's what I want to do. That has nothing to do with being a six-figure entrepreneur. Yeah. Has nothing to do with having like, uh, yeah, this is just my Lamborghini in my garage. You know, my like, Porsche, my black yeah. Porsche. I'm pulling up. I, yeah. I'm not even going to talk about why I got that. But that's, that's <laughs> we'll get so there. I, we'll get there. Yeah, yeah, that's so I cannot be in jail. But uh, <laughs> that's a whole nother reason. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get to that point. We'll get there. We'll get yeah, there. but for real, I think that that brought me so much peace and. I feel like my business exploded when I finally said, like, hey, I want to enjoy now and later. Not just, you know, people like grind for grind for 40 years and enjoy the rest of your life. You know, I'm like, no, man, yeah. I want to I grind. But I also want to enjoy time with myself, with my girl. I want to I want to mm. enjoy my life in the yeah. process of doing more. Yeah, there was um, I think I don't know if I told I know I told you the story. I don't know if I told you the story and if not, I'll say it again. But there was this girl that came into my job. She was an intern mm-hmm. and she was asking around the different divisions, departments. And it was like, well. What is it that you do? You know, I want to get into, you know, a, a business that I know it's, you know, that I want to, I'm just learning. I want to get the different, you know, things just so I can see what I want to do for the rest of my life. I'm like, all right, cool. So she sits down with the manager. She learns about what the managers do. She sits down with the investment. She learns about what the investments does. She sits down with um, somebody else, whatever. Then comes to me, I do small business. So then she comes to me and she's like, what are you doing in the small business? Because you know what? Like I, one day I may want to own my own business. So, you know, I think this division might, might be for me. And I'm like... <clears throat> What do you want to do? Like, what do you like? Mm-hmm. She goes, well, I want to get a good job that pays me a lot of money mm-hmm. and then I can retire and, and do whatever I want and maybe own like a couple of properties so it pays me and I don't have to do anything. I'm like, typical. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, okay. Let's say you're there already. You're there. You have all the money. You're retired. You're still young. You still got time. What would you do with your free time? She goes, well, this is going to sound really stupid, but I really like bonsai trees. I'm like, okay. Okay. Talk to me. Yeah. Why? She goes, well, I don't know what it is about them, but like my family, when I was younger, they were really big into gardening. And, and I think she had said a story about her father or someone, a grandfather who had bonsai trees and they took care of it. And she's like, you don't understand. Like Then she starts talking about how you have to be so delicate and then how it grows and how it gets cut and all these things. And I'm like, look at how happy passion you are talking to me about bonsai trees. Yeah. Why the fuck? Would you want to worry about getting a bunch of real estate and retiring? Do something that makes you happy. Do something within bonsai trees. If there's nothing within bonsai trees, get closer to that. Do your own thing doing bonsai trees. You yep. never know where that can take you. But if that's your happiness, follow that. Don't waste your time on what everyone thinks is success that's so you can exactly, follow that. Exactly and that ever about. since then, I always ask, what is your bonsai tree? And they're like, what the fuck does that mean? That's I said the story. Like thank that. you. I like that. Right? Thank you very much. So I think with that, you have to really see, identify what is your bonsai tree and go after what drives you, not what society, social media says should be the That's a perfect example of what I'm talking about. That was someone else's dream that she was subscribed to. Yeah. You know? Exactly. And funny thing about bonsai trees, I was walking somewhere uh, <laughs> yesterday or two days ago. There was a store, a jewelry store, literally of like jewelry bonsai trees. And I was like, what in the world is this? So whoever was the bonsai lady. Hey, there you go. Bonsai lady. I hope that's her. I swear to God. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, bonsai jewelry. Yeah. It was wild. It could be, yeah. It was wild. But like for real though, like the, the dream thing, I think it's important to have a real conversation with yourself. I had this conversation with my buddy and he's like, you know, I just, I need, I need to get to like having six figures liquid in the bank and I want to get to, I want to be a millionaire. And I'm like, why? Yeah. I was like, you don't go out. You <laughs> don't travel. You don't spend time with your family. You you don't do any of this stuff. Wh- where do you want to get to? He's like, I just, I really, I need to get that number. I'm like, why? Or maybe he feels like when he gets it, then he can do all these. Yeah. Things. I don't even think he would. I don't think you would. And I think a lot of people are stuck that way because there is no escape. There is no finish line for a lot of people. You know, there is no, yeah. I made it. And 
I know there's no finish line to success. I, I truly feel like it's a constant, you know, progress, yeah. but you have to enjoy your life at some point. You know, you have to take part in life instead of just like race the entire time. It's like, damn, bro, calm down. Oh, easier for you to say, you know, you made it. Yeah. Bro, I, I started enjoying my life in the process of doing it. You know, I started creating a life of like what I want to do. And yes, I had a lot of moments that sucked and I probably still will that are going to come forward, you know, but that's not going to stop you from taking a second to go have lunch with your daughter. That's not going to stop you from taking a second to call your friends and family and be like, hey, how are you doing? Yeah. You know, stop stop acting like you are so busy that you don't have time for the people you say you care about. Or putting things aside until you reach some sort of point where now is the time. That's the carrot on the stick mentality where it's, you're never going to get there because yeah. there's it's a conditional situation where you will be happy when X. Yeah. That will never come about because when X comes about, there's still Y. You know, we'll start the whole <laughs> alphabet over because yeah, yeah, you're yeah. always conditionally saying when this happens, then I'll do this versus if we flipped it. I'd be happy, and then I'd also do this. We start internally and work our way out. The man who enjoys the walk is going to be more successful than the man who enjoys the destination. Because if you enjoy walking, no matter what, you're going to continue walking, continue putting your hand down, enjoying the walk, enjoying the journey to getting there. The journey is what Rather matters. than getting to the destination. Because yeah, yeah. once you get to the destination, it's another destination that comes about. We've over-romanticized the finish line. And we've under-romanticized the process. You know, um, that's why it's so hard for people to go to the gym because they hate it. They've developed such an unhealthy uh, belief system around the gym. And there's lots we could uncover with that. But they want the results. They want the six-pack. But, like, they hate doing the rep. And I'm not one of those people like David Goggins. You know, he's awesome. Badass <laughs> dude. But I'm not going to be like, yeah, you got to enjoy the suck. Like, I'm not saying that. I'm saying you're doing better for yourself. You know, like find peace in it in some way, shape, or form. It doesn't have to be the gym. It could be any form of exercise, activity. It could be anything, business. I don't care. Find some sort of enjoyment, some sort of fulfillment from it in one way. Maybe it's therapy for you like it is me. Maybe you like the feeling of the pump. Maybe you feel accomplished the second you get off the treadmill and you're like, I did that, you know? You know what I think it is? Um, sorry to cut you off because no, we were just before you were talking about how much you love the new gym you're going to. Shout out Zoom, shout out Andre Zoom, and Doral. Yeah. You guys are awesome. Yeah, but you were saying me how much you enjoy it. You can't you can't wait to go back to, to yeah, Zoom yeah, on yeah. Monday. Right? But what I love about fitness is especially a new type of journey like yourself mm -hmm. is seeing how you can overcome things that you never imagined you could. Yep. And fitness is one of those easy things to start. That's why I think fitness is so important. So we were, yesterday we were talking about, oh, fat, fat bitch, whatever other stuff, people <laughs> being overweight, letting themselves go. But I think there's so much more power when it comes to fitness because it's not just about looking better, feeling better. It's the fact that you walk in somewhere, and maybe you, where you're, you're better in better shape than me, but working out forever. You walk into the gym, but then you see me doing more reps of whatever it is I'm doing. You're like, how the yeah. fuck is this guy doing it? I can't you know? keep up, yeah. How is this guy doing it? You know, like you see, so, or maybe someone in worse shape than me, and I'm like, I see them, you know, cleaning two plates, and I'm like, I, there's no way that I can do that. But then seeing how when you walk in there for the first time, you don't know what you're doing. And then as you continue being consistent, you see your, the progression, you get better. You start feeling healthier. Your body starts changing. You get stronger. You get more confident. I was able to overcome this. You see a new person what coming in that they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. You have more empathy for them where you're like, I was there once. I, I, didn't, I didn't just show up to the gym knowing this. It took me a while to get there. And that understanding that growth of the suck of starting but then learning and, and getting better at it, that translates to so many things in life of just being patient, be consistent, 
uh, work hard. And eventually, if you're passionate and you really have, you enjoy that journey of getting there, I'm telling you, there's so much success in everything when it comes to your relationship with, with your partner, with your family, in business, with starting a new skill. I feel like fitness is such an easy way to have that understand like, hey, trust the process, be patient. And over time, if you're consistent, everything is going to work out. You want to know why most people quit most things? Their marker for success, their marker for progress is wrong. Mm-hmm. Most people's marker for progress is the finish line. Most people are like, well, I need to lose weight. And that's my marker for success. I went for five days. I went for <laughs> two weeks. Maybe I went for a month and I didn't lose weight. Yeah. But thus, I was not successful. This doesn't work. I don't like it. A business. Uh, my I time. started this business and I'm not making money. I'm a year in and I'm still in the in the red. I'm two years in and I'm still in the red. <clears throat> We're not even going to talk about, you know, when most businesses become profitable, you know, year three. But their marker for progress is so high, they've confused the finish line with the progress. Yeah. What happens if your marker for progress is the fact that you went that day? Then you feel successful. And one of the easiest ways to stay motivated or stay disciplined is to see progress. If you go to the gym every day and you consider that progress, you are making a shit ton of progress. If you go to the gym for a month and you consider 20 pounds down progress, you're not progressing. You're setting yourself up for failure by putting progress at such a high bar and you're confusing progress with the end result. Yeah, and I also feel like um, I think Will Smith said it too because uh, we, whenever we see a challenge or an obstacle, like we see, like for example, the wall, you see a big wall, right? You know, that wall started with a break. one little break, mm-hmm. another one, another one, another one, and it's like if we just look at it like, man, well, I'll only be successful if that brick, if that wall is is you know up high, like it'll, it'll never get done. Like there's so much work, but if I I know that's how I'll be successful. Like, no, man, just put a break down. Mm-hmm. You know, put another one. Put as much as you can down for one day and then come back tomorrow and do it again. Eventually, that wall's going to be there, but you're just so focused on that success of, oh, I put this break down. Man, look at all these breaks I put today. That, I feel like, enjoying that journey and then being able to step back and say, man, I was able to accomplish this by mm-hmm. those small little activities. Mm. Oh, that was good, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you, told me, you talked about that once before. I thought it was, yeah. But, but yeah, I know, when it comes to that... Yeah, no, I feel like you just have to fall in love with the journey. You really do have to understand, like, little by little, you just have to be patient. I feel like when we fall in love with the destination or we, we really look at that big picture of, like, then this is what's going to be successful, I feel like then that's why people then... It, it's also, like, the comparison. Um, what What's that saying? Comparison is a thief of joy, joy yeah. right? Whenever you look at someone else and you're like, well, they're doing it, why not me? And then that kind of then just, like, destroys everything that you feel because you're you're capable of being able to accomplish so much with your own thing, but... You're always kind of measuring yourself against somebody else. Are you ever going to be truly happy? I think it's so important to find happiness in the moment, in the now. Mm-hmm. And I was very big on, you know, I love to travel and, and would come back from a trip. and like, where's my next trip? On to the next, on to the next. And it's like part of the reasons why I started embrace the layover is embracing the moment until you get to that yeah, destination. Yeah. And so for me, it's like now if I'm building the little moments, waking up, having coffee with the person I love, just sitting there, enjoying the moment. And even if it's a work day on a Tuesday afternoon, and you're like, oh, I got to go to work. Instead of, we, you talked about it. Be grateful that you have a chance to get to work. Mm-hmm. If you have a job, if you have a roof over your head, piece of shit car, you have a car. Yeah. Other people hey. are walking, you know, other people don't have the ability to walk. There's so many things that you have to be grateful for. And you're, you, you say, well, next year I'll do this, next year I'll do that. Or you don't know if, you, if there is going to be a next year, yeah. you know. And so despite love, uh, life being very long, it's very fragile. 
it's not that long. You know, the years go by quick. And if you're always looking for the next big thing, the next journey, the, the, the next destination, it's like, well, it's just going to fly. Life's just going to fly by. Next thing you know, and it's like, shit, what, what happened to all the years? So I think it's so important to find happiness in the small things in life. Do you think that people set um, unrealistic expectations when it comes to the, the goals that they have? That's a perfect uh, lead into the question I'm going to ask you. <laughs> Fuck. Have you ever fell in love with someone you couldn't have? Has there ever been someone you wanted and you couldn't have? Now, maybe you two sure. are just perfect hunks and, like, you know, you get everything you want. <laughs> no, no, I no. think, but sure. Yeah, you yeah. know, because, you know, we're, we're you know, in, in relationships now, so I'm trying to think. In back. the past, yeah. Yeah, that's why I'm trying so to So I feel, I know sure. for me, I have in the past, you know, I've, uh, and a yeah, lot I of can, people have been, uh, wanted someone they couldn't have or yeah. wanted someone that didn't work out. They pretty much fell in love with even an idea of a person. Yeah. You know? There is nothing more painful than loving something you can't have. <laughs> there is nothing more painful than loving something you can't have. And when we talk about goals, that's the problem. You say we need to fall in love with the process. I'm going to I'm gonna one-up that. We need to uh, fall out of love with the end result. We need to fall out of love with the thing we can't have right now because if, if not, you're going to be so miserable because you're so close to this thing that you can't have. You're going to the gym, but you don't have the end result. You're doing the work for the business, but you don't have the money coming in. You have this platform, but the your KPI, your metric isn't coming through like you want to. Mm-hmm. We have to we have to fall in love with what we actually have and not the idea of what we truly want because that, that'll come. But like you said, brick by brick, you know, if you're obsessed with the finish line, the whole process is going to suck because every step is a reminder you're not there mm. versus the finish line will come. But I'm going to focus on this step. A marathon will be hundreds of thousands of steps. That's exhausting to think about. Hey, I need you to do 100,000 steps right now. Hell no. You can't. You can't. And I'm damn sure not going to. But you can't. And you're literally setting yourself up for something you can't actually physically or mentally do. But you can take one step. Yeah. That's the problem is we love something we can't have. I love the idea of being a millionaire. Oh, I'm not a millionaire. So it sucks. Yeah, that's true. The desire to be happy is a negative experience. The desire to be happy is a negative experience because you're longing for something you don't have. Instead of being happy, you are desiring to be happy. I wish I was happy. I want to be happy. Wait, who's stopping you? Oh, the narrative you have in your head telling yourself what you love. The desire to be happy is a negative experience in itself. Holy shit. Yeah. Damn, that, no, was bam, 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 bam. that was that's the type <laughs> of shit. You yeah, y'all need y'all need, need a, a sound bar. <laughs> I never thought about that. Like, I never thought true. about that. It's, way. it's crazy because it thinks it seems like it's a positive thing. Like, oh no, I want to be happy. Do you hear what you're saying? Yeah. That means you're not. It means you're not. It means you're you're desiring, you're craving. When we crave something, when we desire something, uh, Buddhists, any other religion or philosophy that uh, places its focus on peace removes desire. Really? They don't want desire because that's longing for things you don't true, have. True, true, That's living in a state of less. Isn't the goal in life to be happy? Isn't it contentment? You know? <laughs> so yeah. if, why can't we be content? Happiness is fleeting. It's, it's one of those like happiness is neurotransmitter cocaine. <laughs> that's what that is. And people want that all the time. They want the high all the time. You want to be a junkie on happiness. That's never going to happen. And if anything, you're going to OD and die from it. Well, I think it can be possible if you change what your perspective of what being happy is. Exactly. So, and that's why I try and switch it to contentment because okay. 
right now, I wouldn't consider all of us like maximally happy. Let me let me ask you, when was the happiest point in your life? Can either one of you think of something quick? Happiest point in your life. Happiest point Pete, in my life. You're like, oh my God, this is the best thing I've ever experienced. I don't have anything, any specific moment in my life. It sucks. <laughs> I'll, I'll go with it. It doesn't because we're we're jaded a little bit right now, and I'll okay, explain why. But no. uh, let's moment. let's say a quick one for me. Like when I got on the the TV show with The Rock, and he he sick. hugged me. When he hugged me, I was like, "Damn, that's wild." Do I feel that same happiness right now? No. Is that right. a problem? No, because happiness has peaks, yeah. and that's okay because happiness is crossing the finish line. You don't cross the finish line with every step. So we've obsessed with happiness. We've obsessed with the feeling when we meet someone, we go on our first few dates, oh my God, I, I think I love this person. Nothing is better than that first time you're real with yourself and you say, I love this person. That feeling is not the exact same. And people are like, oh, no, yes it is. I feel the same way I did about you in day one. You fucking don't. <laughs> you're a liar. And that's okay though. Yeah, that's yeah. okay. Because it is natural to have an excitation phase because with love or anything like that, with love, it starts as a feeling and then it becomes a choice. The feeling still stays, but you now have to make the choice. In the beginning, it's very excitation, but we confuse love for excitement. Mm. We yeah. confuse love for excitement very often. So we have to remember, you know, you can enjoy, I'm enjoying this so much. I love, I'm in my moment. Yeah. Like I love hanging out with you guys talking, like really... But it's not the happiest moment in my life. And yeah. people take that as a negative thing. Yeah. True. If I'm not always happy, then I'm sad. Uh, uh, why are you saying there's these two polar opposites? Where is contentment? Where is peace? But it's also, if, if, if you were happy all the time, every single moment, it would kind of take away from the, the feeling of being happy. Because it's just a normal day. It is. It's not happiness if it's, if it's constant. Happiness and is relative. Exactly. So that's why people always say if they're, there's good, there's bad. You can't appreciate the good without exactly. it. Exactly. You can't appreciate the, the sun and the beautiful breeze if without the night. Without the night and, and the, the rain. rain. There's an Italian concept. It's called chiaroscuro. It's the balance of light and dark. Mm. Um, same thing with uh, yin and yang. I don't know if we talked about this before, but if you removed the darkness from the yin yang, you would only have white piece of paper. Yeah. You would have no picture. You would have nothing. You know, true. There has to be balance. You only know something is good by making it related to something bad. True. Yeah, actually, true, 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 you true. can't you can't have good without bad. You know, and you can't have bad yeah. without good because everything is relative. You know, uh, we're gonna we're gonna fuck it up a little bit too here. Um, if we didn't think there would be no sadness, uh huh. If we didn't think. There would be no sadness. Oh, oh, sadness could not exist without thought. True. True. Yeah. Okay. Sadness could not exist without thought. Yeah. So. Okay. Yes. Who is responsible for thoughts? Ourselves. The guy with the two thumbs. So are we two? Wow, that's fucked up. <laughs> well, technically, <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, technically, technically, this one's yeah, not really yeah. mine, you know. But, um, but for real, like, I, I sometimes I oversimplify that, but. It's really up to us in the story we tell ourselves. And the problem is we tell ourselves stories that put us in positions to fail. We tell ourselves a story that it's sad, it's bad, it should be good, it should be better, I wish it was better, I want to be happy. All of this is yearning for things that you don't have, but in reality, you have everything you need right now mm -hmm. to be content with your life and the people in it. That's true. Whether you have nothing or everything. You yeah. have everything you need. You have yeah. every tool you need 
to build a content life in the moment, not later, not in five months, not in five minutes, not if you do something different right now, you could say, you know what? I do want to strive for more, but right now I value everything I have. So important. That's a choice. It's, it's not a place. It's a choice. You don't have to get somewhere to do that. You don't have to have a car, a specific car to do that. You don't have to have a cool podcast studio to do that. You can truly choose to be happy. Yeah, it's pretty. It, it, man, every single time I talk to this guy, I'm telling you. Very deep. Um, <laughs> no, dude, because it's it really does change your perspective of life in general. Because when you really do take a step back and you understand, um, you can't have good without bad. You know, it just makes that the bad that much more beautiful. Mm. You know, yeah. Because if I didn't ever get to experience a poor moment in my life. How can I ever truly appreciate what it is to have the happiest moment of my life? If I don't know what it's like to be sad, even though it's a thought. But changing the perspective of, well, the thought of being sad. Is it sad? Like, no. I mean, if anything, that's it. what makes this beautiful. Being able to kind of see the other side. You know, you, you don't see what I'm saying? Yeah. Having that the, the, the comparison of, of that, like, well, if, if I never experienced something so poorly... How would I ever know what's something beautiful or something amazing yeah, is? It's okay and that in itself, bad. I think, is what's, what is beautiful about the bad. Yeah. Beauty is relative, again, to like the experience. You only know what beauty is because you know what ugly is. Yeah. I mean, if you saw a bad landscape, you can compare that to, like, I went to Montana and it was a beautiful landscape. <laughs> you know, it's like, you if that's all you know, if you've only seen one picture your entire life, that's just the picture you yeah. know. It could be the best picture in the world to everyone else, relative yeah, 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 perspective, yeah. you know? So it, it really depends on your culture, how you were brought up. Now, I do have to always drop that there are some people who struggle with depression, and that is a chemical hormone imbalance that needs to be, you know, or hopefully could be treated by a team of people. That's a clinical thing. Sure. But when it comes to perspective shifts, a lot of people have access to that resource of shifting their perspective. Yes, it is hard. I get that. Um, but everything is relative. So did I tell you guys a story about the the farmer and his kid? I think so. Was it the kid that that fell off his? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. That, oh yeah, we heard it. So yeah. that that's super important to remember that everything is relative to just the situation itself. Like, are you deciding that this is a bad moment? Are you deciding that this is a good moment? Either way, you're wrong. Can 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 you say the the story really quick? That yeah. For so those who basically, the farmer's kid broke his arm, and the neighbor's like, "Oh my god, that's so terrible." He's like, "We'll see." They go to draft. They couldn't draft him. For the army. He's like, oh, my God, that's amazing. Weapon. He's like, we'll see. He ended up messing up something and lost his job because of his arm. He's like, oh, my God, that's so terrible. He's like, we'll see. He ended up finding a better job. Yeah. Oh, and, and I think the, the way that I know that story, because it starts with, oh, your horse ran away. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, we'll see. Oh, we'll but see. it's so terrible. You lost your horse. We'll Came see. back with like three. Came yeah. back with like three, four horses. And it's it's, oh, it's more great. it's more about like there's there's no when you really break it down, there's no good or bad moments you know there's no good or bad moments it's good or bad relative to our situation sure you know right so the situation just is everything else is up to the story you tell yourself everything else is up to the story you tell yourself and the problem is we tell ourselves shitty stories yeah you you what do you why do you think that happens why do you think that we always um i don't want to say talk down to ourselves but then we're we we put that much pressure on ourselves to feel like there's negativity. Like, that's like the first instinct when something happens. Like, it's sometimes it's always like thinking like the poor side or the bad side of things. What do you so, think that is? 
uh, I think fear, safety, uh, our brain tries to keep us safe. So if you fail, it hurts. Yeah. If you mess up, it hurts. If you don't try, you can't fail. Thus, you can't get hurt. That's our brain protecting us. Sure. True. You can't fail if you don't try. That is safety. You also can't succeed. That's what I was thinking too. Not worth the risk in our brains. Not worth the risk. Because to succeed, you have to more than likely fail. Failing hurts. Keep us safe. If we let our instincts take over, a lot of people, I, I think people forget that we live the longest we've ever lived in humanity right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. That's because we no longer rely on instinct alone. Mm. We rely on logic, optimization, improvement, innovation. Instinct and innovation are not really two things. Mm-hmm. So if we only rely on our instinctual, like primal brain, we're going to focus on staying safe. Our goal is survival at the end of the day, survival. <sighs> if you are in survival mode, you are never going to get to that level you want to get to because you're never going to take a risk because risk is not safe. So you think it's instinctual? I do. I you think, think it's, it's instinctual plus I'm going to be a little bit uh, aggressive here. I think it's laziness. Laziness to not rewire your brain to put yourself in a winning position. Mm. Why is it you, you said something like, oh, why do we always revert to that? Well, we revert to it because we don't work on it. Yeah. You know, uh, you can't fix what you're not willing to face. True. You know, and if you don't repair it, you're going to repeat it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then if you don't repair it, you're going to repeat it. Yeah. And this happens in relationships all the time. Um you went, you were in a toxic relationship. You were, you know, maybe treating them bad. They were treating you bad. You got out of the relationship. You get in another one. Same thing happens. Mm. Freaking Stevie yesterday. Yeah. She was saying how we had a guest on yesterday and she was sharing how, um, you know, she's been able to go on dates, but she, they all, it always ends up to the same thing. You know, it's always, it, it doesn't go very far. They always want this or they're looking for that. If you don't repair it, you will repeat it. And that's the problem. There is a process in there that might be happening for maybe that she might be vetting certain people of a certain caliber. She might be acting the same way. So, but it's just my type. Well, if your type is screwing you over, stop acting like you're not in control of that. Yeah. You are in control of the people who sit in front of you. Yeah. I, I didn't just break in your guys' house and come in here. (laughs) Y'all fully vetted me and like had me come over. You know, you can control who sits on your couch. You can control that. And it's not even your couch. In your mind, you can control who has real estate in your mind. But the problem is we're giving this away to shitty tenants and we're wondering why we're upset. <laughs> yeah. What what uh, what bothers me a little bit in a lot of these situations is like a lot of the people that we talk to, it's like, oh, I've seen this or I, we've been together for a long time. I noticed these things. I noticed that. And it's they continue on. It's, again, you continue on with the process without fixing it. Noticing it. Without no. What, well, I feel like they do notice it, but they oversee it. They overlook it. Uh, you know, this was an exception. They're not going to do it again. And they do it again. Oh, that's not that big of a deal. They didn't mean to. Yeah, they, they can do better. Yeah, We had a guess, and you said it too. You're making all these excuses for this person. Oh, they didn't mean to. Da, da, da. Two, three, four years in, and things happening. Maybe they get pregnant. Maybe they get married. And then later on, it doesn't work out. And I'm like. <laughs> the funny thing about that is not, it's not, it's not later on it didn't work out. Yeah. It, it wasn't never working wor- out the it, whole time. It never worked out. It wasn't working out the whole time. You just finally accepted it. Yeah. You know, and we, we make excuses. Oh, that's not what they meant. Oh, you know what they were thinking? Yeah. <laughs> you, you speak for them now. Yeah, you're you're yeah. their representative now because yeah. I thought you were their girlfriend or boyfriend. Yeah. Mm. You know, 
we make excuses for the idea of the person we want them to become. Yeah, we're just a recipient of that. Yeah. We literally make excuses for the idea we created. And then we have this confirmation bias of what story do I need to tell myself to make this image true? Not the person, not yeah. the situation true. What story do I have to tell myself to make this idea come true? Or do you feel like they're always giving excuses um, in order to feel safe in the current situation. We're always looking back for safety. I think, I Maybe. think it could be safety. Uh, there, is, there is safety in comfort, and there is safety in the known. So if they, that's the problem. And I talk about it in my book too, the, the pain you know. You know, yeah. you're comfortable with that. So the issue is they, their thermostat is set at a normal amount of pain. Their thermostat is set at a normal amount of toxic so anything slightly above to that toxic or slightly below is completely fine. But they'll they'll thrive there because they're not resetting that thermostat to something that's healthy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because that's just what it is right now. And they're allowing it instinctually, whatever you want to say. They're on autopilot. Or they're fighting for – they're in survival mode. You know, to survive this toxic situation, they have to they have to make excuses. Yeah, and, and, and further make exceptions when it's like, well, this happened before. It won't happen again. I know it happened again, but – no, like it's... I think the problem is when you let people push your boundaries. I started off here, then it's there. Okay, I won't let this slide anymore. Then it's there. And they do it again. They do something different. Pushing your boundaries. Yeah. It keeps moving. And you inch, teach people how to inch. treat you. Yeah. You teach people how to treat you. Uh, it's literally uh, drawing a line in the sand. Don't cross this. The second they cross it, if you stay, they're like, ah, I see this is. I can get away with whatever I want. That's yeah. not the line. You taught them how to treat you. And people are like, no, no, it's their fault. It is. But you can't control them. You can only control yourself. You can only, you can, you're in control of enforcing that boundary. Yeah. And that, not only are you in control of it, it is your responsibility. It is your job and you're failing to do your job. Because it's your boundary. It's it not is, their it's boundary. It's you. Yeah. yeah. Your own yeah. respect for yourself. Yeah. You, you can, you can do everything right. I just had this conversation last night. You can do everything right and that person can screw you over. That doesn't say anything about you. That doesn't say anything about you. Don't you dare lower your value because someone failed to meet you where you are. Don't you dare let someone who maybe could be shitty take away from everything good you did. And that's the problem. We let people get to us. We think, what did I do? We take responsibility, which is wild. We, we take responsibility for the things we didn't do for the ideas of people that we love. And you said it, you said it earlier, too, talking about like value, like they did something so you like something terrible to you so you so you're saying well that lowers my value yeah it has nothing to do with you yeah just because they screwed you over doesn't diminish your value so you have to be in control of who you are and who you choose to be you know so i think that's such an important aspect of when it comes to dating because so many people just overlook that and they, their boundaries keep pushing and pushing and pushing next so thing you know it's like oh shit Think about this, like, how many how many mistakes do you make on a daily basis? It could be literally anything. You spill a little bit of water on the counter. Like, there's so many. If I just forget. Um, yeah. Forget things. Oh, little little stuff. Imagine mm. every time you made a little mistake like that, you tore a piece of your $20 bill. <laughs> that sounds ridiculous, right? Like, yeah. why would I damage something that yeah. holds its value so well just for something that I did? Mm. We do that. Okay. Other people make mistakes, and we tear our $20 bill. We yeah. tear our value. Like, oh, maybe I'm, maybe I'm only worth 18 Maybe I'm only worth 16. Well, they said I wasn't as good of a partner as the last one. Maybe I'm only a $10. Why are we so quick to remove our value for other people's inability to recognize and value ourselves? There was a, there was a, a speaker. I think it was a, it went viral on Instagram too, but it was this guy who he said, oh, you see this $20 bill? Who wants this $20 bill? Like, oh, 
and then he crumbles it up. Mm-hmm. He yeah. fucks it up, and he goes, all right, who wants this $20 bill? And people are still like, shit, I'll fucking think he goes, exactly. Yeah. The value is still there. Yeah. No matter what outside what force or what it? else yeah. happened, the value is still there, no matter what. And I feel like that's the same thing with a person. Like, no matter what, you're still going to have your value. You just can't be, I guess, so so hard on yourself yeah. then, right? I think I think it's a combination of being hard on yourself, but you understand the difference because you would never treat someone you love the same way. Yeah. If someone came to you with the same problems you're going through, you'd probably give them the best advice in the world. But you yeah. won't take it yourself. No. You would never tell someone, hey, talk down to yourself. Tell you tell tell yourself that you're not as good. You know, we don't treat ourselves like the people we care about, and that's a big problem. Um again, last night I was talking to someone and uh, they said this whole thing about how they weren't happy. Uh, the last relationship really screwed them over, you know, like, but they're still tempted to go back. And I'm like, real quick, if this was your daughter, <laughs> what advice would you give her? She'd be like, fuck that guy. Don't go back to him. You're mur-. I was like, listen to yourself. We give the best advice to the people we care about. And it's the advice we need most. Why is that? Responsibility, fear. Uh, it's easy to instruct. It's very hard to take the instruction you know i think i think we are afraid of failing so much that you can't fail in giving advice yeah that's why we're so quick to give it out i know exactly what you need to do but if i was in your situation i would be scared as hell to take that advice people make excuses too they do to themselves no but this is different it's different there's everyone's situation is different (laughs) everyone's situation is different and conceptually we're all with a person who's either good or bad you know (laughs) if we break it down simply Either the person is good for you or the person is bad for you. And if they're bad for you, you shouldn't be with them. But, no, the second I hear that, no. That's true. I feel like if if anything, man, it's just so frustrating because it should be so simple. It really should, but somehow it's still. It's not because love. Love is is a whole whole other thing, you know. Um, That's true. I, I challenge people to have active questions in their life. And I think that's what most people are missing is a system of checks and balances. (laughs) <laughs> I'm, I might ruin a lot of relationships right now, so good. I apologize. No good. I want you to ask yourself this. Is the current relationship that you are in everything you've ever dreamed of? Mm. And if it's not, I don't need to say what you need to do. <laughs> but at the same... There he goes with the butt. There he goes with yeah. the butt. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, you got me. <laughs> there you go. No, but no, because at the same time, well, I mean, man, to, to say something like that, because that's like, is it everything you've ever dreamed of? Is your current relationship everything you've ever dreamed of? Everything you've ever dreamed of? I mean, yeah, you see what I mean? No, 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 I, I, I just don't know. Like, I've, have I dreamed of the perfect relationship? Because yeah. my my relationship is pretty damn amazing. Yeah, like the best relationship I've ever had in my life. Is it everything I dreamed of? I, I don't know how to answer that because I don't think I've ever dreamed of. I think it's relative. It's, so it's, again, it's, it's relative again right. because yeah. here's the thing. Uh, a true relationship will always have ups and downs. Sure. Always. And so everything you ever dreamed of, like you can dream of the most perfect situation, business with anything. And there's always going to be problems and stuff. But in reality, you know, is this the relationship you hoped for? Right. Okay. I see what you mean. It, and okay. We'll, we'll add to that too. I always love to take responsibility. Are you doing everything in your power to make this the best relationship you can? Yeah. And if so, that's amazing. Now the fucked up question. <laughs> Is your partner doing everything that they should be doing? Have you communicated that? Is your communication on par? Which we know a good relationship without good communication is that's a movie, you know. <laughs> so, um, 
is your communication to the point where you know exactly what your partner wants and your partner knows exactly what you want? Like, oh, there's still a miscommunication. Why? Why why are you not talking? Oh, they just, they're not receptive to it. They shouldn't be your partner. Yeah. yeah. And what are you doing? Because also yeah. the effort, like, effort. So He's the effort. Receptive. Yeah. Like, dude, like, you would, you would want to hope. That's what you said a little bit earlier, too. Like, if you're doing everything right and then something goes south in, in your relationship, like, you did everything right, like, that's where the focus should be, you know? Of yeah. Like, you, you, you did the most that you could. You put in the effort to be the best version of yourself. And if the other partner fails to do that, why would you be disappointed within yourself? Because mm -hmm. your partner failed to put in the effort. So, I think it's that. I think effort is just so important because if you could just try. You know, I feel like so many relationships fail because someone just stops trying. They find excuses to not try anymore. And I feel like if we if we really did care about that person or if we put in the effort to be to make it the best relationship you've ever had then it might as well just be the best relationship you've ever had i mean do you want to be in the best relationship you've ever had what's the point of being in a I relationship like so, yeah. Yeah. so the real question when we take like responsibility is if you say you want to be in the best relationship you've ever had are you doing everything you need to to make it the best relationship if not then you you're making yourself a liar if you're saying, I want to be in the best relationship, but I'm not doing the things to make this the best relationship, do you hear yourself? Yeah. You, you just no contradicted sense. yourself. Like, yeah, but, there's the but again. Yeah, but they're not doing this, so I'm not going to do that. Uh, you're a child. You're yeah. a child. Now, here's a, here's a real question. Is love a feeling or a choice? Love is a being. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out, Dr. Hasty. Um, is love a feeling or a choice? It's a choice. Should be a choice to love is there a right answer i don't know i don't i'm just asking y'all there's no right or wrong maybe there is no right answer trick, trick i have trick. my i have my perspective and the answer is both to me okay. love starts out as a feeling and becomes an additional choice you need both because okay. there are a lot of people who stay together out of convenience of course they're like oh this just works this we we work this is convenient or trauma bonding you know mm -hmm. you you are my puzzle piece to my trauma yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people stay together because it works because it's what we've always done. Yeah. That's a choice. The feeling's gone, though. We see that a lot. A lot of people stay. And they lost the feeling, but they're still making the choice. Now, in the beginning, it's usually a feeling. There's excitement. Then it turns into love, obsession, you know, like desire, all these things. I think it's important to nurture both. I think it's super important to nurture both. But a lot of people wait. They want the feeling. But feelings are fleeting. Yeah. Have you have you ever felt motivated? Absolutely. Have you ever felt demotivated? Absolutely. Imagine if you threw away this whole thing just when you didn't feel like it. Yeah. If we based all of our moves off emotion alone, off of feelings alone, we're screwed. Yeah. There's it's many days enough. where I didn't feel like going to the gym. There's many days where I didn't feel like being a good partner. I'll be real. There's many days where I didn't feel like doing my job as a partner. I still did it. I made the choice. I didn't let the feeling take over from the action. Yeah. So that's why you need those two. Because if you only have one, there's going to be a sense of unfulfillment. And there's going to be a sense of like lacking because you're like, oh, I just don't feel it today. Okay, do you, do you break it off? You break it off because you're, you're being held hostage by emotions and feelings that can be intrusive sometimes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I've had some crazy feelings before. Doesn't mean we need to act on them. Not all feelings are facts. That's the problem. And when people run solely off their feelings, it'll be the best love they've ever had until that one day. Maybe they're depressed. Maybe they're not feeling it that day. Love is a feeling. To me, love is a feeling, and it's a choice.
What are you thinking love is? Love is a being. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you are love. And then obviously the people around you become recipients of that love. That's what Dr. Hasey said. That's what Dr. Hasey said. Yeah, so our, uh, our mentor, coach, whatever you want to call him at this point. Um, he says that love is a being. Um, so if you think of it, uh, and you might need to help me on this explanation yeah. because sometimes I get confused too when he starts talking about it. <laughs> but when you like when you are loved, then people become recipients of that love. So the best way that I could understand it is like, well, let's say if you're secure, you know, like you are secure. Security is you, right? No matter what happens out there, like you chose to be secure, and everyone else is the recipient of your security. Um, so no matter what people tell you, you're always going to be secure because you know who yourself. Same thing with love. You are love and everyone else becomes recipients of that love because that is who you are. Um, no matter what people tell you, no matter what you do to me, it doesn't matter. I am still love. It's just, I guess the role starts to change. You, right? Yeah, it's also, and it's, you enter, if you enter a relationship with somebody, it's, it's a companionship and, and you give it your all regardless of what the other person does and vice versa. Right. And then you Which become the recipient. Yeah, you yeah. are love. And then the other person becomes a recipient recipient of that love and so i think that's the best way to kind of encapsulate the whole essence of a, a long-lasting relationship marriage companionship whatever you want to call it um but when you are loved everybody around you they become the recipient of that said love and then they also want to be better for themselves too and so i think it all starts with yourself and and finding that partner and and, and kind of building a life together i think it's so important but in terms of the love it all starts with yourself. Yeah. And that's why we talked about 50-50 and all that nonsense. And it's like, all that, you got to throw that shit out of the yeah. window. It's all, you give it your all at all times. So regardless of what this person does, instead of saying, I do this, if you do that, you know, that's that you're taking away, I think, the, the essence of love because it's like, it's, it's not conditional. It yeah. is, yeah. It's not yeah. a condition. Like, oh, I do this, if you do that. That's not love. Yeah. You know? So that's And you bring up a few different topics. So hopefully my memory will, will serve me in this. Yeah. Point. I, that concept, and I agree with 100% because I truly believe people should compliment you, not complete you. If you're looking for someone to complete you, you are not whole. Mm -hmm. And no one will do the job for you that you can only do yourself. Yeah, And that's where that trauma comes in. People are like, come together, and they're just like, oh, but, you know, I just feel so good around them. Like, well, their job is not to make you feel good. They're your partner. They're not your therapist. Yeah. You know? They're, you're, it's not your responsibility to fix someone else's past that they didn't bother fixing themselves. Oh, yeah. But the truth is, love requires effort outside yeah. of emotion. Love requires effort mm -hmm. outside of emotion. We have disnified, over-romanticized the idea of love. When you think love, you think red rose petals on the floor with a nice candlelit dinner. Like, you know what What also it requires? Picking up your damn clothes from the floor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It requires figuring out what your partner needs and doing those things, even if it's not something you would naturally do yourself. Yeah. Compromise, not sacrifice. That's It's so important to have that. You know, like, we have to read our partner, and the problem is we always want our needs met first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Know? And that's the conditional thing. Now... Is love unconditional? Love can be unconditional, I think. And I think with um, Dr. Hasty's uh, methodology. The covenant love? Not cov what? Well, isn't that covenant love that's like unconditional? That's unconditional. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I love you regardless of what you do. Right, but, but that, yeah. that's when you, when you reach that. It's because you yeah. are love. No matter what you do to me, I'm still going to love you because that's what I choose. You know, that's that's who I am. That's right? interesting. Now I can only choose whether I want to. So let's say, for example, you and I are dating. 
I love you because I am love, no matter what. Like, and I want you to be the recipient of that love because of who I am. If you were to fuck up, right? I still love you, right? It's up to me whether I want to continue. Because as a person, I still love me. I am love, right? I can still give you love. But it's my choice whether I want to, if, whether I want you to be the recipient of that love or not. Yeah, that, yeah. Right? That's a good way to put it. And then the yeah. role starts to change. Whether, okay, well, you're my friend, right? With my partner, I'm not going to, you know, fuck him and do a podcast with her. You know, that's not how it works because the roles are different. Like with him, I still got mad love for him. I love, I am love. He is a recipient of that love. Obviously, I'm not going to be making out with him like it's all good. That's fucking weird. It's my boy. I'm there for him whenever he needs. We come to work together. With my girl, go out, travel, uh, spend time with the families, spend time together. That's a different role responsibility that I have. But no matter what happens, me, myself, I'm still love. I get to choose whether you're going to be the recipient of that love or not. Um, but it's not going to change the way I feel. That's kind of the methodology when you Super become. interesting. Right. Yeah. It's a little bit different. It still takes well, me a yeah. while to kind of grasp it. No, I mean, that, it's cool. It's from an internal But you embodied, place, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it but it's almost like, but it's, if you think about it, it's like everything else. Because mm-hmm. you had said it earlier, well, well um, what is it? You can't be unhappy without, without thoughts or thoughts cause on yeah, that. Yeah. It's, it's all within you. Everything mm-hmm. that, that you do, that you are, it starts with you. We're always looking for external validation. But no, it starts with you and it's your own thoughts and the pressure that you put on yourself. And that's with everything else. If you're going to be successful you're, or you're going to be a secure individual, you're going to be a happy individual, that all comes down to you. If you want to be love and a loving individual, that comes down to you, not what what's out there, what has happened to you or, or who's around you. You are still going to be love and you can still give love to that person, to any, anyone. Everyone can be a recipient of that love to a certain degree that you allow them to. I like that. And, and that's the difference. It's uh, giving people power back because a lot of times when we talk about like over-romanticizing things, mm. um, the unconditional love you unconditionally stuff like that. Uh, that that means they can break your boundaries and you'll still do everything for them and a lot of people get in this dangerous obsession of unconditional love i think you know it's a little different philosophy than that but people like oh it doesn't matter i would i would be with you no matter what mm. but yeah that, but that's a little bit different of what chris was saying in yeah. terms of yeah because yeah. you you it's a choice right it is so, a choice and that's what's important that's yeah. what i like about that concept is that it, it is does. a choice because yeah, it, it still intersects because you still can be love, as you say, but those, that person is no longer the recipient because of their actions and how it how broke well, your yeah. boundaries, you know? So I, I fully agree that I don't think you have to make a choice on who you give your love to. You do. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, now a lot of people become salty in that in that sense. A lot of people get hurt and then they start hurting people in response to them being hurt and then it just starts this vicious cycle of like, hurt people hurt people and then it just keeps going yep. and going and going and it, it gets to be a little bit much but that comes from a lack of self-awareness it comes from a lack of like intention and just relying solely on survival instincts to keep going you know you know what i would love to do dude yeah. imagine we someone gave us the idea of I know what you're a gonna panel say. i knew you were gonna say that imagine this yeah. guy yeah. dr hasty yeah wes who else you gotta meet all these guys i'd be so down for that i there's so many cool dudes we had. Casey Chops is also cool. Casey Chops would be really good. Some heat. Yeah, uh, I would love to hear all of you guys like in a round table. That's something we got to figure cool. out. That'd be really cool. That would be fucking sick. We yeah. would have to do it somewhere else, obviously. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the it's going to be done in the future. <laughs> yeah, 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 I mean, just throw the living room table right here and just have it like Fuck it. Breakfast, <laughs> breakfast club type. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be dope. Yeah, yeah. That would be fucking sick. I love that, though, because like it's 
I don't think there's right or wrong perspectives. I love hearing that. Like that was super fascinating to me. Dialogue, yeah. I I think there's so many different ways to look at it, and you get to choose how it how it. like, oh, you interpret it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I also think it's important because th- I think this also ties into everything um, that we've talked about today, where uh, we all have different approaches to mm-hmm. things, right? And there is no one right answer, yeah. right? Which is what we started with. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Literally, right? Yeah. 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 All of these are right. And, and I also, I tie this to everything in life because when we also, like, I don't want to force a belief down your throat. Yeah. What I should be doing is being empathetic and listening to why you believe what you believe and find, like, if I want you to believe me, I should give you the chance, right, to speak and for me to, to listen to you. I would want that same respect from you. And that alone starts to change our perspective. And now that's when we start actually learning about different things and challenging what it is that we thought we know. Yeah. Everything that we thought, well, if this is what love is supposed to be, if this is how a relationship should be, because this is what I know. Uh, you had said something earlier of Montana. Yeah. Like, oh, the, the art or the picture this is all I know. Yeah. Yeah. But that's because that's all you've, you've chosen to be exposed to. Mm-hmm. But if we allow ourselves to kind of be open and listen to other people and listen to other philosophies, um, we, we kind of find ways that they intersect yeah. your work. Yeah. Right. And somehow I feel like it's all tied together. And that, that's what should bring us up, bring us together. Understanding how love can translate almost to, to, uh, uh w- w- there's also a movie how like love translates uh, over to different dimensions or whatever. I gotta figure. Yeah. I forgot. I forgot. But well, I think love movie, is. What so. I do. Uh, I'm gonna yeah. find it. I'm gonna yeah. circle. It, but I'm gonna comment it when this clip comes okay. out. But it's like, love is like almost like this universal thing that we all kind of understand in our own different ways. Mm-hmm. But still is a is a, it still allows us to communicate yeah. along the same kind of like uh, platform okay. or uh, wavelength. We'll, we'll have to. I'm gonna find Green it. Check on that one. I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna find it. I like that. But it, it, it the examples that you were saying and in general, I think that that openness to have the dialogue. Look it up. I think is the essence of of a relationship, right? Especially long term, listening to your partner and seeing how they feel, being empathetic. If they are upset, why are they upset? Let me understand where you're coming from. Same mm-hmm. way, we have different dialogues. Different. There's no right answer, right? But how can I understand what you're saying? If, if I don't even give you the time and place to listen to you. Yeah. And so the same thing applies to a long-term relationship. I want to understand where you're coming from. And as time goes on, your perspectives, your ideas, your beliefs are going to change. I just got to be open enough and, and kind enough to take on that the, 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 the wisdom that you're bringing on and, and having that dialogue with you. And so if you stop, I think the goal is to just kind of be able to be empathetic, listen to the other people, and be, be respectful of other people's opinions. So... You brought a point, and not that I want to challenge it. I just want to open a different uh, potential perspective. Okay. What are you thinking? I could explain to you my whole life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You won't understand. Right. You'll listen. You won't understand because you didn't go through what I went through. You didn't have my cultural upbringing. You didn't have my experiences. You can only understand through the lens of your life. Sure. Which means you don't understand my life. You only understand my life as you interpret it, mm-hmm. not as I lived it. We will never understand fully someone else. And I saw someone say something on TikTok that was super interesting. It was a, a he was a gay guy who was like an activist talking about um, like just inclusion and stuff. Sorry. And he said something that I just loved. He was like, you don't have to understand me to respect me. Right. And that's that's the big part. And I, I always thought it was understanding for the longest time. Like, I want to understand why you say that, because my logic brain is like, that doesn't make sense. That right. doesn't make sense to me. Not it. And here, here's a problem. We often say that doesn't make sense, but we leave out the very important part to me. To you, yeah. 
because of the way I would bro- I was raised because of my cultural lens because and I'm cons- I'm in this regard I'm considering culture our upbringing everything you know our experiences your lens will stop you from ever seeing someone else's mm. you can still see it but it's seen through your lens you cannot see through someone else's lens right and I don't care how like fugazi fugazi you pretend to be <laughs> you can't because you didn't go through what they went through uh, if you've been to New York. I've been in New York tons of times. I don't know what New York is like for someone who lived in New York. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I can go funny. every weekend for the rest of my life and I still won't know. We pretend like we understand. And that's it, it's not it's nice to try and understand, but it's more important to respect that they feel that way. And if I say something or my girlfriend says something like I feel this way, I'm like I need to understand the root cause of why you're fi- or maybe I need to listen and respect that she feels that way. And ask, how can we work on this moving forward? Because it's the same thing. Do I understand why I was born with a disability? Not really, but what would that help me? What would understanding the why really do for me? Would that change anything? Versus the what can I actually do with this situation? When someone presents a feeling to you, sometimes it can almost be invalidating and be like, "Mm, I need to understand why you're feeling this. Why did you just make it about you? <laughs> yeah, Why true. is it about your understanding now instead of their feelings? I stubbed my toe. Like I just broke my foot. And you're like, sit down. <laughs> Explain to me how this happened. At what angle? I'm like, bitch, my foot is broken. Right, right, right. Let's deal with the pain yeah. first. We can talk the understanding or the logic part later, but right now the emotion of pain needs to be addressed and respected. So I'm never saying understanding is a bad thing. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying you will never understand. I think, but it's important you said because I, it's being aware. Aware. The awareness of never fully understanding. Mm. And that's okay. I want to throw that out. It's okay. Yeah. It's not that you're not doing your job. It's that there is a limitation in viewpoints. True. But if we do have the awareness that we never will fully understand, it allows us to let go of that control. Yeah, the and control is huge. What right? You, that's a huge point. Like, let control. go of trying to control that and mm-hmm. say, well, let me focus on your broken foot. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Let's focus on what's actually here. Let me listen. Or I want to learn. I want to give you the respect. Because yeah. I'll never understand. Think about that. When people talk about depression, like you have nothing to be depressed about. I How, hear that yeah. often, and especially coming from parents. Yeah. Oh, I gave you everything. Yeah. You have nothing to be depressed over. You just completely invalidated how I actually feel. Yeah. And you're making me feel worse about a, a situation that I don't have control. Of. I don't want to be depressed. You know, I don't want to feel bad. I don't want to be upset. And you're saying, why do you feel upset? You start questioning me. Oh, you want to understand. But what you're really doing is invalidating me. What you're really doing is hurting the person by really saying, I- I'm hearing you. I'm just, I don't want to listen. I want to know. Yeah. It's like, damn, man. How did we just commandeer this conversation? <laughs> Man, you, you, you talk about the. Dep- Let me ask you a real question. You guys really do believe in depression? I want to hear your takes on it because I know you had talked about it earlier. You brought it up again. I want to hear your thoughts on depression. I personally do, but I think it is. Uh, I think a lot of people think of depression as like a thing, like this thing. It's, yeah, like, it's this size, it's, it's this much. And I think there are so many different. It's almost like Christianity. There's so many subsects of okay. depression. How many types of Christianity are there? Hundreds. Yeah. Hundreds. It's like depression. I, I feel depression, you know, like it happens. And whether it's like, for me, whether it's like a, a desire for more or maybe it's tied to like a past thing that I went through as a child, like there's times where I just, I feel off. And some people like that say that's not depression. 
invalidation. Like, <laughs> yeah. it, right, right. So many people, like, you don't even know what I feel. You don't yeah. know what I feel. How are you gonna tell me how I feel? Or, <laughs> or just because I don't know, I don't. You don't feel like I feel, or vice versa, doesn't make your your feelings less inv- like less yeah. valid. Your your and depression doesn't seem as bad to me. Yeah, according to you. According to you. Yeah. According to <laughs> so Joe Schmo. What you just said is your invisible illness yeah. isn't apparent to me. Thus, it doesn't exist. Okay. <laughs> Where's my diabetes? Yeah, right, right. Do you see my diabetes? Does that mean I don't have it? Exactly. You know? Yeah. So does it now do you know how much I struggle with diabetes? No. You have no clue. No. Do you know anything? You don't know that I test my blood sugar. I have to prick my finger uh five, six, ten times a day. Oh. I take insulin six, ten times a day. Yeah. I have to use a medication that would literally <laughs> kill me or I'll die without it. That yeah. that insulin is four hundred dollars a vial that used to be a dollar. The patent was sold for a dollar. That I have to do two vials a month. That's $800 a month to stay alive. You don't know that. I'm just sitting on the couch talking with you. Now, it's not my job to show you that, but it's also not your job to say, oh, diabetes must be easy. He looks yeah. fine. And he's not real. Invisible. Yeah. 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 Invisible. Invisible. So I think there, there's definitely a, a potentially a wave. This is all my perspective. Potentially a wave of people who are clinging on to depression that aren't actually depressed. And there can be an easy crossover from laziness. But I do believe there is a uh, an actual depression thing. And the the yeah. hard part is the line is being blurred. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. The line is being blurred. Yeah. You know, and that that's that's a potential issue because uh, it's really easy to confuse lethargy with depression. It's really easy to confuse. I mean, if you if your diet sucks, you're not going to have energy. <laughs> yeah. You don't have energy. You don't feel good. You don't feel good. You think it's depression. Versus yeah. people who truly feel depressed and have literally taken their lives from it. And people are like, oh, shit, he was serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, no. And yeah. That, that's fucked, though, because it's like no one listened so much. And then even people will be like, oh, he's just a quitter. I'm like, Quitting what? Him, yeah. You don't even know what he's feeling like, or that person's feeling. Mm-hmm. And like, they took their own life. If, And here's my biggest thing. If depression wasn't real, I have a hard time understanding why people like Robin Williams would have taken their own life. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 you know, it's funny. At the same time, you know, like he's he's a, just because he he was more on the comedic side of acting, you almost build that persona around him. Mm -hmm. He must be be a a, a happy guy all the time. But if he's not happy, what is he feeling? Right, right. I guess my my argument would be, um, you know, and I think it's that. I think it's it's getting confused. There's a blurred line in between there, where it's kind of just being thrown around at this point. Because everybody wants to say they're depressed, or they're suffering from some some sort of depression, um, and then you you see people that they're able to get out of it, whatever they thought their depression mm-hmm. was, you know, and it, and and then you can tie that to everything. Well, if they were able to get out of it, and if they did the work, or if they changed their mindset, why couldn't you? I guess that also ties into whatever the trauma is at hand, but then it also comes down to well, what actions are you taking to try to you know kind of heal that? Mm-hmm. I feel like we're in a lot more control. Um, and we put too much in outside. It's uh, yeah, it's powers. tough. I, I, yeah, I get, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I, f- I feel like there definitely is a clinical side of being mm-hmm. depressed, and and but then there's also people who say, well, you know, I'm I'm sad today. Does that mean you're depressed or are you just having a bad day? Yeah. Or you're in like a funk and for like yeah, a week or two weeks? Just, just to throw out there, um, depression is not sadness. Yeah. So and I think a lot of people confuse that. People people see depression. You you Google. <laughs> Depression pictures. There's someone sitting in the corner, soaking. Rainy clouds. Depression. (laughs) Depression can have a smile. Yeah. Smiling is literally exposing your teeth. That's that's a physical thing. That has nothing to do with feeling. Yeah. 
a smile. Uh, some of the saddest people have the best smiles, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it depression is not this sulking, like, <gasps> depression. I can have depression right now. Yeah. You wouldn't even know it. You wouldn't know, just like diabetes. And if we based the way we judge people off a few shitty people, we do it with the religion. You see a few people who are fake with the religion, and you're like, ah, your whole religion sucks. <laughs> Imagine if we did that Same with cancer. Thing. Yeah. Oh, these people recovered from cancer. Why are you being a pussy? <laughs> yeah. Pussy. Yeah. Like, why, yeah. why do we do that, though? Like, we, we would yeah. never. We're like, no, cancer is serious. Would you agree cancer is serious? Of course. But yeah. what about the people who recovered? Yeah. Why don't mm. the other people recover? <laughs> you Pussies. Know? Exactly. But but <laughs> you kidding. see. kidding. It's a joke. You, you see conceptually, <laughs> though, and that's what's important. Uh individuality individuality you cannot blanket statement a condition or a group of people yeah. you can't because i don't care if you're black if you're gay if you're depressed every group i just named they're not the same you can't make one blanket statement over them because that is removing the individuality from the person yeah i think um individuals i think they've they've gotten uh too prideful within their own individual self rather than trying to work collectively Oh yeah, you for know? sure, for sure. Instead of uh, being like uh, bringing people together and just trying to uh, understand and have synergy and really just be open to listening and, and and trying to form those bonds, we almost feel like uh, either prideful uh, about how we're feeling or what we've done, and I need people to look at me. Mm-hmm. It's my situation is different. This is how why how, why I believe it and how I believe it, and I need people to to learn rather than well, you know there are different ways of doing things yeah. and there's different beliefs and that, that should bring us together because it gives us the right to have these different beliefs. I mean, if, if I have my own, I should encourage you to either have your own as well. If I have the power to do so, then I should do that too. Instead, it's almost like, well, if I have this belief, you need to understand why I have this belief. I yeah. want, but I love that you brought that up. So in one of my diversity and inclusion keynotes, I often remind people that, your perspective is not the perspective. Mm. You know, the problem is we get obsessed with needing our story to be your story. I need my story to be your story. You know, you have to remember that the story you know is not the story that exists. Yeah. It's not the only story. It's a story you tell yourself. That's it. And it's a story it? you viewed through your lens. But yeah. it, uh, you brought it up too. awareness. The lens you have to be aware of the lens. Yeah. And if you're not aware of the lens, you will think that you're seeing the world as it is, not how you view it. Everyone has a lens. And when everyone realizes they have a lens, relationships and everything, you will realize this is not what is. This is just how I perceive what is. Yeah. Can I change my perspective? Yeah. Or um Aligning yourselves with those with the same perspectives yeah. rather than forcing those with their own to have yours. Yeah, and you should never have to force someone. Again, there is no requirement of understanding for respect. Yeah. Yeah. So it's important. Uh, do you believe that uh, everyone says they believe in freedom of speech? You know, everyone says they believe in um, respecting inclusion and diversity. That's a big topic right now. Diversity and inclusion. Very important, right? Respect other people's beliefs, right? Until we went to Qatar. I saw the World Cup and it's like, oh. Crazy how we don't respect yeah, other people's yeah. beliefs now. Because we only respect the people's beliefs that align with our beliefs. <laughs> that is not inclusion. That is the definition of segregation. <laughs> that is the definition of right. not being diverse. Because, oh, 
Well, I I think everyone should be entitled to their own opinions as long as it aligns with mine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as long as it doesn't uh, object to mine. Right. Or contradict they mine. They can do whatever they want. If it contradicts want. mine, that's it bad. It has to be wrong. Well, because it's not my philosophy. It's the philosophy mm-hmm. in their heads. So people are like, but that's bad. Bad is relative because to them it's not bad. But what if it's like such a... Well, ah, you're what? about to get into dangerous territory. Let's do it. Let's what do if it. it's some really dumb shit? Like what? Like what? The, the earth is flat. <laughs> dumb. I'm sorry. Yeah, it is. It is. But it, but you think what? it's flat? What? You yeah. think the earth is flat? I know it's flat. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Delete this whole entire yeah. shit. None of this matters. Get the no, okay. to this but, guy. But but the thing is, like, I, people are allowed to be stupid by themselves. <laughs> but then it's like, do I do I still respect it? Well. Do I still respect their? Because I said it's dumb. So I'm, I'm not really. You I'm can really respect do, them, but not their opinions. Okay. Yeah. So that's yeah. like, cool, bro. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. I mean, okay. there, there's lots of stuff. Prove like, it. There, there, <laughs> yeah. there was a big thing where people were like, I think all cops should die. <laughs> Chill. <laughs> that's crazy stuff. Chill. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. wild, right? Yeah, that's that's pretty wild. Like, let me let me help with that. <laughs> I understand you're upset, and that upsetness might be a little misguided. You know. Um, I respect your feelings of being upset. I don't respect your message. Okay. Okay. I cannot respect your message, but still respect you as a person. Okay. Yeah. You know, so, uh, aside from flat earthers, you know, they're potatoes, but (laughs) I think there are a lot, there are a lot of people who have their own feelings, opinions, stuff. And I just feel sad, man. Cause a lot of it comes down to like unhealed stuff, you know, and it's stuff that they've been told by other people and they, they took it on and it's like, and you could apply this to anything. I'm not just specifically talking about the flat or this, but in general, like some of these things that people say, it's just really wild and really Mm -hmm. out there. And it's like, but to them, they they really believe that they're right. And then, so what, who's to say that maybe not in that context, but about something else that I believe in, maybe I'm the crazy person. No, but you can almost, you could just sit back and be like, well, you know what? That's your belief. That's definitely a perspective. And you believe that. Yeah. I respect you for having that belief. Yeah. I believe that the earth is round. The, okay. pr- the problem is people think that when Ooh. I have a different opinion than you, I'm trying to steal something from you. Mm. I'm not trying to take your opinion from you when I have my own. But people <laughs> view it that way. Oh, They view it that way. But they're like literally defensive, ready to fight. Because mm. they're like, but that's not, you see it at sports games all the time. You know, that's my team. Like, <laughs> one, no, it's not. And two, <laughs> like, you're literally going to fight someone because they don't believe the same thing you believe. Yeah. Yeah. Because you believe yours is right so much Mm -hmm. that you're willing to defend a belief, a choice. But do you also think that, I don't know if it's a man thing. I don't know if it's an American thing or just something in us in general. Do you feel like there's probably a little bit of competition within all of us? Cause I mean, I mean, we're competitive, you know, beings, wouldn't you Mm -hmm. say? And like you, we want to be, not that we want to be the, well, at least me, I don't want to be better than you, but I want to be the best version to myself. But I feel like that competition of like, well, if I can prove I'm better, it's for the same, you go to the gym and everyone's doing the freaking muscle ups, all this fucking other bullshit. There's always going to be that one person that probably does a little bit more, yeah. you know, that competition kind of pushes you to be better. Do you feel like then that kind of gets um, checked when you feel like you have something or that you know something and that competitive edge or that something inside you, when you challenge that, it's almost like, no. Because of this, and I found this out because this is what I believe. Because again, you feel like it's something that we just have as as human beings, where do we have that little bit of competition where we feel like we need to have that? I think it, it's so crazy that we keep coming full circle to some of the stuff we talked about earlier, like instinctual survival. Right? Yeah, 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 like yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, a lot of stuff you just mentioned, 
I think LA Fitness is the birthplace of insecurity in men, especially. Uh-huh. Because I will ask you this Will you work out as hard in a place by yourself as you would with a place where people are watching you? And you know what's funny? Why the fuck do you think people are watching you? Why are you so important? Yeah. Yeah. Why do you think you what, you're do- what you're doing is being watched? And why is that motivating you? Why is your insecurity so fucking loud that you need to prove something to someone you don't know who won't pay your bills? Yeah. Why is that motivating you? Why are you not motivating you? Why are you not enough? Why are we not asking that question? Yeah, I think about that shit all the time because we're always worried about um, everyone looking at us, like thinking that they're all looking at us. And it's almost like, well, what if they think this? Or what if they can notice this on me? And Other people's opinions of you is not your business. It's, it's like, mm-hmm. dude, they're the same way that you're worrying about your own shit. You don't think yeah. that that guy over there yeah. is worried about his own shit. You think they're worried about your big ass feet that you're tripping yeah. out about? No, he doesn't care about your feet. He's probably worrying about his big ass nose. Hoping you don't call him out on his nose Bro. while you're worrying about your feet. Yeah. I caught myself doing it the other day. Like I went, I went somewhere and I like pulled up my new like pretty Porsche, and yeah, I'm like, I got out, it, I got out of the car, and I'm like, yeah, everyone sees me, and I'm like, I looked around, like, no one gives a no. fuck. <laughs> no, yeah. No, then I, I, had to, I had to catch myself. Car, like. I had to catch myself though, because I'm like, wait, why? Why did I care about that in that moment? And I was like, oh, it's quick. It's so easy to to fall into that trap of wanting people to care about you, feeling like. Okay, what am I really saying to myself? You know, I I want to be recognized for the way I look or what the things I have. What are you really saying? Well, maybe I never felt valued. Maybe maybe uh, I I need more validation. Maybe I'm not giving myself the validation. Maybe I don't believe in myself. Imposter syndrome, anything like that. I I, I think it's um, I think a part of it is that you're proud, mm-hmm. you know, and um. I think the challenge there is. Because it could have been that you got out of the car for that moment and you're like, man, I'm proud. I want people to see, yeah, you know, that I'm driving this because I'm proud. Like, I, I accomplished worked so hard. I worked this. so yeah. hard. No one knows yeah. how hard I, I worked to get know. this fucking car. And it's not yeah. their business. And that's the thing. Uh, but be proud for yourself. Internally. And sure, I think sure, that's sure. where, but. And that's where I feel. Like, I, bro, I sat, I sat in my car the other day. Like, and people who don't know me, like, I grew up so fucking poor, dude. Like, I grew up so broke. Like, we had to go to church for food and stuff. Like, it was that, like, welfare stuff. To have this car, like, yes, it's nice and stuff, but, like, I sat in it, and it's a reminder every single day that, like, I'm I'm doing it. Yeah. And I feel so damn proud of myself, and I don't feel guilty for being proud. Exactly. I don't feel guilty for being proud because I'm not cocky, exactly. but I am very fucking proud. I am exactly. proud of myself for not giving up on myself. I am proud of myself for things manifesting in a way that I, I can do that, you know? And I think that's important, but in the gym, stuff like that, we see it. We see it where it's just like, bro, you want to get in a fight with a guy? Tell him, like, talk bad about him. You know, oh, you look like shit. Oh, you're, you're a pussy. You're <clears throat> basically uh, reinforce their insecurity, and now you're fighting. Yeah. Because there's, as guys, we have insecurities. Yeah. But we try to pretend me. like we don't. And the way we cover up for those insecurities is through violence, through anger. Yeah. Through shouting, through loud, through this obnoxious, boisterous type activity. When in reality, what we're really saying is like, that offended me. That hurt me. I didn't like that. Yeah. I don't like to be seen as less than because I already do that myself. Yeah. 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 No, no. Like, I I really like the, um, no, like the the whole, the whole concept, especially when, when with your car, because it's like, you're so proud of it and no one needs to understand. And no one will. 
No they, one will. They, but it's not even their job to. That it's doesn't not. matter. It's not. But I think the part of it that kind of changed, because you get out of your car, you're like, yeah, look at me in a fucking black Porsche. Yeah. yeah. But then <laughs> no one gives a fuck. And then you realize, like, yeah, but I do. I still give a fuck. You know, but I, I still, do. I still, I, I click the little thingy, and I'm like, I walk inside, I'm like, I feel good. Because a know? part of it's probably like, oh, I feel so stupid, like, no one's looking at yeah, me. Yeah, no. But I feel so yeah. good, because yeah. I know and what it, it took to get in this fucking and car. And that's, that's the point. It's not what it is, it's what it represents, you know? And, and that's for me, and that might be something different for you. Maybe that's your bonsai tree, you know? Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's your, the relationship you built, and you broke all the other bad relationships you had. Maybe that's that seventh business that finally started going pretty decent you know <laughs> it could be anything any of those moments but we all deserve to have those moments where we're like progress i see progress that's progress to me yeah yeah yeah. that's my marker of progress and if i would have made that my marker of progress five years ago i would have never fucking no. thought and there's no way i would have thought i got a hundred thousand dollar car when i was starting you know trying to sell protein shakes off my car battery you know, <laughs> literally hooked up a blender to my car battery, making protein shakes, stole the valet sign, put a, a sign over it that said free 15 minute workouts at parks. Yeah. Y'all didn't see that part. Y'all didn't no. see the part where I, I got a big monster truck tire and put it on the top of my Suzuki Swift, a three cylinder, no AC <laughs> stick shift called the blueberry. Literally couldn't get vagina if I tried <laughs> in that car. And I put the tire on top of my car and I would drive it to the park to do workouts for people selling protein shakes. They don't see that part of the hustle, but it's uh, not their job to. They see the they see the finished product. They see the beautiful. finished line, you know? And that's the problem. Like, it's not my job to to show you my like bottom starter at the bottom now we here type story. But I know what I did and I know what I'm doing and I know where my intentions are. So there might be people who see me in the Porsche now. They see like I'm dressed better now. I don't look like a scrub anymore. And they're like, Oh, he's probably a douchebag. He's probably he's probably there's Someone a lot else. of the he's probably I can't control that, man. I can't control the fact that haters you, haters, but your narrative, bro. Like if your narrative is obsessed with other people, man, you are doing such a disservice to the main character in your life. True. That's true. Which is yourself. That's a, that's a damn shame. A lot of people make other people, the main character of their plot. How sad is that? Happens in relationships all the time. You know, all the time. you make your significant other, the main person in your movie. And you wonder why the movie sucks. <laughs> like your own man, movie. You cast the wrong person for the main role. That's true. You got Superman cleaning the dishes. <laughs> you know? Like Yeah, and then that's why when things don't work out, you feel like your whole world just ended. No, your whole world didn't end. The world that you had with this person ended, but you still have your life to, to live. Yeah. But if you made that person the the world the centerpiece and of it, you lose yeah. them. It feels like your you world. You lose your world. Perspective yeah. and relativity. You know, that's that's what it is. So, like, <clears throat> I think people are afraid of putting themselves first. Yeah. They yeah. think it's selfish. You know, they think it's bad. They think it's a negative thing. But you have to put yourself first to service the people in your life. Because yeah. if you're not if you're not good yourself, how are you going to help everyone else? Mm -hmm. What's well, the first thing they tell you to freaking airplane when they're showing the yep. presentation or whatever? Put your mask on first and then, and then help you the can person help somebody beside else. you, you know? Yeah. And like it's the same thing. How can you expect to help, to help somebody else if you're not helping yourself? Yeah. You got to water yourself mm -hmm. first. We're at an hour and a half. We're going to start cutting it or wrapping it up. We do. That's impressive. I'll just pop off. Yeah, and that's Every that I haven't even gone. Yeah. yeah, I haven't even gone to the point. So I, um, I'm going to ask you directly, I guess. Uh, what is new with you since last time? I don't even think we even touched on that. Other than the whip outside. Yeah. Other than the whip outside. What uh? What do you, what's up with you, man? Man, so uh, my speaking business really took off uh, pretty much like tripled my speaking business since yeah. last time I saw you guys. What let what 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 uh I hired a mentor. You hired a oh, I hired really? a mentor. Um 
and he's super cool dude. Uh, he's a funeral director. Jesus. And like, yeah. that's cool, right? But he makes half a million a year in speaking. Really? Yeah. Crazy, right? Conceptually, it doesn't matter what you do. You can, you can speak. You can share your message, you know? And he found a way to do that. So I, I put my money towards this. I'm like, bro, I want to I wanna learn from you. And I learned, bro. I learned. Damn, you too. You, you really take it seriously, man. Bro, I'm proud like, of you. That's awesome. I appreciate it. It's, I respect that too. It's been crazy. Like to bet the, on yourself like that. The, I did. I did. And I I think that's, the, that's the big thing. I, I definitely bet on myself a lot more. And invested in yourself too. I invest in myself more and I negotiate with myself less. Hmm. No hmm. more negotiation. Yeah. No more maybe. Uh, no, I don't feel. No more negotiation. I, I cannot feel like doing do something and do it anyways. No more negotiation. Um, from there, like my business blew up, signed a few really big contracts. I used to just go after smaller things. You know, I used to be like, oh, I want to get paid to talk and I'm gonna talk. I'm like, if they want to pay you to talk, wouldn't they want to pay you to talk more? Wouldn't they want to see you more often? Instead of doing one, couldn't you do a few? Mm. What about a year? Uh, in two deals, I did probably what I did the whole last year. (laughs) Jesus Christ! Yeah, and, and what do those deals look like? Uh, just my value for that company. No, no, not people. I. Don't, yeah. I don't mean dollar. I mean like what's what's required on your part based on those types of deals. Speaking, working with them on social media, you consulting, like, all my value, all all the things that I do, like on call, like yo, yeah, I can I can go on calls. Like it's kind of like no, no, no. Stuff. I mean like you're there on the fly, like that type oh, no, of. No, no, or no, that's 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 true. what I mean. Like yeah, what? it's still it's still the lifestyle that I created. I'm never gonna go outside of the lifestyle that I want. Hmm. This is gonna be really. A little flagrant, but I'm just going to say it, and people get super uncomfortable when I say it. Um, I work about 10 hours a month. In total? In total. Fuck this guy. In one way, like. So, 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 yeah. He fucking talks for one of them. Yeah. So, runs his business in the other three or whatever. Yeah. Type so, shit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's That's the lifestyle that I've created. And, like, I can do more. When I want to, but like right, that's right. that's what I'm comfortable with. Now I do have some some months where I work more. Um, like I have a protein bar business, and like I'm doing more marketing now. So like, but it's not a, a set like clock in clock out type stuff. It took me five years to get to the point where I can say that. Yeah. I I've, I've worked thousands of hours to get to the point where I can work less now. Yeah. And my <clears> biggest <throat> issue is I worked a lot more when I was driven on money. I started making a lot more money when I was focused on time and community. Huh. When I let go of the chase, the desire to make money the is a negative. Yeah. The desire to make money is a negative experience. Yeah. Yeah. And if the paycheck is the destination, you lose sight of what the true value because is. Because every day you're not getting the paycheck. Every day you're not getting the paycheck. Yeah, yeah you, kill, you, you kill yourself. This all together, yeah, you kill yourself but with it, that it's idea. It's so important. It's, and I, it's, I wish I could put like a more specific thing on it, but I truly believe like I hired a mentor. Yeah, that's super important to invest in yourself. But I was at the point where I, I could use the information. Mm. But I, I allowed myself to live my life and stop living the hustler's life. Stop living the entrepreneur life. Stop living the Gary Vee life. Stop <laughs> living the, the, the famous people you're following. Stop living their life. And I was like, what's my life look like? Oh and now entrepreneurs, like, they'll talk to me. I'm like, bro, you could make so much more money if you work more. I was like, yeah, you're right. So what? I'm good. Yeah. yeah. That's not what you want. Enough. I've understood the concept of enough. I have enough. Do mm. I want to make more? Maybe. And if I wanted to, I could. Do I want to make more? We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, but can you make more work and less? 
And that's essentially what you yes, did. Yes, you can. That's exactly <laughs> what you cracked the code. So think about it, man. I mean, if you get paid, you break everything down to monetary amounts. Um, I could do 10 $1,000 gigs. Or one $10,000 $10, gig. Mm. Yeah. Or one $20,000 gig. Yeah. Or one $57,000 gig. Can't believe that, dude. What are you What are you gonna do? You know, what was the difference between all of those? My ask, my value. What I started this talk with today with you guys. Yeah. When you're like, what What was going on? What changed? Like, I recognize my value, and I asked for it. You'll never get what you don't ask for. True. People true. are afraid to ask. People are afraid. Oh, they're gonna to say ask. no. This and that. So what? You know. And yeah. let's be real. A no is not a no. It's a not right now. <laughs> I've had companies that I've talked to that said no years ago that came back. And guess what? If they would have had me back then, they would have saved a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> Did you feel? Yeah, but also, would you say that your uh, has your value increased? I have increased my value. There you go. There you go. Do you? But I, I feel. You know what I'm, I'm really sensing from you is, um, it's one of the first things that you said. It's like, I know certainty. I have certainty. Yeah. There's nothing I can tell you. No. You don't give a fuck. Bro, I remember, you know. I remember, like, I used to have to email people and be like, oh, this is what I charge, and like, oh, you can't do that. Okay, well, what we, um, what I can, that doesn't exist anymore. There's no more negotiation. This is my price. This is what it is. This Take is it or leave it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll ask you one of two questions. What is your budget? Or this is my price. <laughs> if your budget is, is more budget? than my value, that is now my budget. Really? You have just increased my value. I like that. So what if, the, but you, would they, so will, yeah, they the usually, will they usually ask you like what your fee is or? That's negotiation. So is I it, try and get it? it from them. Yeah. You know, yeah. So you know where they are. Let's, let's be real though. Like if I'm fulfilling their needs, why wouldn't I take more money for that? That's not a bad thing. Is the goal to, yeah. to cheap out yeah. on it or is it to get the most value from it? They, and What's these companies, the they have a budget for it. So like if, right. if their budget is more than I usually charge. I try and raise my value to match that budget. So I'm not just going to be like, oh, I'm screwing them over. I don't believe in bad business. So if I'm like, oh, that's more than I would usually make. So in my head, I'm like, okay, I'm going to stay after. I'm going to talk with people. I'm going to do a breakout session. I'm going to I'm gonna add more value to this to of match course, up. Yeah. Because oh. that's for me. That's for me. That's not for them. I could, do, I could do less and get away with it. But I don't believe in getting away with it. Uh, under promise, over deliver. Yeah. And that's what I do. So uh, there's a reason like, I make more money now, but also every review I get is five out of five, yeah. five stars because I service and deliver what they need. And that, that's what it comes down to. It's not about making more money. I wanted to make more money and I never made money. I figured out what did I ask you guys when I got here? I was like, I get what you're doing, but what, what's the problem? Yeah. What's the problem that they want to solve? Yeah, that you solve. Solve that. Solve the problem. There is so much money, financial income and wealth in solving true problems not the problems you think exist but the real problem yeah. people are like i want you to come in and speak i want you to motivate our our uh, audience that's not the problem what's the problem well we've had a lot of turnover lately and people don't like the way things are changing oh so change is the issue so you want people to be more comfortable with change if i would have spoke and just said motivating things that wouldn't have solved the problem mm, yeah. what is the problem you know don't listen for face value again it goes to relationships too She's like, I just, I don't feel comfortable when you hang out with that person. People are like, oh, it's the person. No, 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 dig, dig. Okay, uh, is, it, is it the person or is it, and then they tell you like, 
well, I feel insecure because you did this. And like, or, oh, oh, shit, or, that's the problem. It's, it's the fact that you chose them rather than choosing yeah. me. Yeah. So Not even the person. It's yeah. just, what are, gotta, you don't spend time with me. We got to dig. And now I won't understand their perspective, but I can listen to the true reason. And the problem is topically, a lot of people don't give you the, the, the true thing that you need. So you have to dig. Yeah. You have I mean, to. that comes down with the questions. So fully question, and that's why I say always ask questions. You know, right. the relationship, is this everything you want? The, those questions are guiding principles for me. I, I asked myself when I came to this day, is this something I would be proud of? Like coming on this podcast, yeah. is this something I'd be proud of looking back on? Hell yeah. Cool. Done deal. Let's set it up. If it's something that I wouldn't be proud of, I don't do it. Yeah, I like that. You you need a set of guiding principles, and yeah. it, they come in the form of questions. It doesn't yeah. have to be philosophical. Just ask yourself: Will you be proud of this decision moving forward? Yeah, that's it. And then do it. Um, so I'm getting into the rabbit, but I, I want to keep asking questions. Um, what key takeaways um did your mentor teach you that really changed your perspective and and I guess resulted to the increased value? Like, he, what were the key things that you learned that you're like, fuck, thank God. He humbled me and he <clears throat> humbled you. Taught me to ask more. Yeah. It almost me. Really? It almost feels like he like lit a freaking, that you're so confident. You're like, no bullshit now. You're like, no. He humbled me. So when I hired him, when really? I, I know, I know. When I hired him, uh, I thought I was good, man. I was, I knew I was good. Mm. You okay. know, I was still making like a little bit over, like a little bit over six figures. And I was like, oh, I did it. You know, I made it. I was like still struggling though money wise because I'm like I was spending a lot of money and like yeah. um, I had a lot of expenditures. And you're a business owner too. You have a bunch yeah. of businesses too. So travel, I went to like uh, hire him and he was expensive, but he was like just letting you know for the first three months, you're not going to make any money with me. And I was like, what? I'm like, I hired you to make money. He's like, no, you didn't. You hired me to help you. Yeah. And I was like, I don't understand. He's like, you will. And he's like, we're going to go back through your whole business. I was like, no, I already did that. He's like, let me help you. He's like, we're going to go through your website. I'm like, I already got a website. We're going to go through your emails. I already know how to do emails. When you let go of the things you think you already know and you allow yourself to be humbled, what are the things you know in your business or your life that maybe you don't know as well as you do, as you think you do? I already, I already know how to do that. Mm-hmm. Shut up. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Shut up and do it again. A lot of times we don't go back to the basics. He made me go back to the foundation. And in going back to the foundation, the first two months we're setting up, I started to get worried. I'm like, bro, this is expensive. I need to make money. You know, like, this is crazy. Third month, uh, paid for himself within the first year. Really? But look at this all ties into everything we just talked about. Because you thought, I already got it. I already got it. I know it. Yeah. I don't need to listen to you. I know I got my process. I thought the story, my story was the story. So he showed me what he thought it was everyone's story. He showed me what, so he humbled me and he helped me humble myself. And the confidence you see today is not cockiness, it's assuredness, assuredness in knowing what my worth is. Certainty. And knowing like I'm on the right track. There is, there is no wavering. Before I had some wavering, I'm not going to lie. I was like, oh man, I don't know if I'm doing the right thing. Because there were so many things I could be doing. And if you're in business, you know, I could do this. I could do that. I, I'm kind of doing this. I, You have your hands in everything. He's like, no, stop. Strip it down. Three things. What are they? I know exactly what I speak on now. I know exactly who I cater to. I know my price points. I know who to talk to. I know what to do. Um, and now him and I are going into business together. And we're going to be helping other speakers do the same thing. 
Like the agency? Yep. Uh, like uh, Was I allowed court, to say that? Yeah, course, agency, stuff like that. So we're doing that next year. Uh, he flew down here and we talked for a few weeks, for a week. And, uh, ah, the intensive thing. Yeah. That was so the, the goal now is to help other speakers, you know. You know, my goal next year is to help 50 speakers make their first $30,000 speaking. Like that's, that's my goal for next year. And I'm specifically doing 30000 because I want it to be a part-time thing you can do on the weekends. Wow. And then we'll eventually help people become full-time speakers if they want to. But um, there's something to say about, you know, sharing a message and getting paid your worth because I truly believe in the individuality of message. Yeah. Man, I'm so happy for you because it's so important to have somebody who... Because the, the minute you realize that you know nothing or you know less than you think you do, that's when life becomes it's exciting. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard, but, but that's exciting. Ha- it's, it's exciting exact- to have somebody you can sit down and think, hey, Steve, you can sit down and who kind of guides you and teaches you the way and helps you realize that, you know, I didn't think, I didn't know, I did, I thought I knew so much more. In reality, I, I know half as much as I thought I do. Yeah. So it's important to have somebody there and, and be open enough, be receptive, you know? You thought you had it all figured out, but at least you were open and honest enough with yourself to say, hey, I don't think I have it all figured out. And that's okay, you know? It, it is okay, but we, we experience it all the time. You can yeah. go to a gym and you can feel like the strongest dude or the biggest dude in the gym. But you got to be willing to go to other gyms where you're the smallest and yeah. weakest. You know, yeah. start over. Yeah, dude, I, start I was over. on the, a phone with a, another like a speakers bureau, and he was talking to me, and he was like, you know, when I made my first like five to seven hundred thousand dollars as a speaker, I was like, I really got to start taking my business seriously. And I'm like, you start I, was like, I was like, start taking it yeah, seriously. Yeah, I'm like, bro, that's pretty damn serious to me. But of course, I'm like calm, cool, and collected. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But in my head, I'm like, there are people who are doing this, you know. And they are no better or no worse than me. And that goes for everyone. There are people who are happy. Yeah. There are people who are happy in relationships. They are no better or no worse than you. You deserve the same kind of love. You deserve the same kind of effort. You deserve the same kind of business. You deserve the same kind of all that. Go get it. Go get it. Go find it. Go do it. Leave the stuff that no longer serves you and go after the stuff that serves you. You know, we, we see it all the time. Like we're we're obsessed with this business or this person or this place so much that it stops us from ever finding the place, person, or business that wants us. Let go of the stuff you need to let go of so that you can grow. And I had to let go of some stuff, and I let it go, and it grew. I think we're going to have to sign up for friggin'. I mean, I already, yeah, I already yeah, knew I, mean, I was gonna yeah. have y'all on. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> when he said that, like, recruit, yeah, he's recruiting. Yeah. Recruit you need, f- you need forty nine people because you already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh no, forty eight. How many did you want? Uh, 50. Fifty. Well, so we're coming in pairs. Of, well, we yeah, yeah, one. Yeah, so yeah, you can hire the entity. There is tan- <laughs> there is <laughs> the entity. There is tandem right. speaking, which yeah. is super cool. But uh, for everyone listening right now, um, I'm offering these two people free guidance uh, for next year. The only thing I ask is when they make their first thirty thousand dollars, they tell y'all. They tell him. Oh, we tell them. You tell them. We tell them. That's it. I like that, That's dude. You don't. That. I'm confident, y'all. Y'all are easy. This. Are easy. I'm very confident too. <laughs> As you're talking the whole time, I'm like, dude. I knew the moment I came here today, you guys are gonna be from some of my first two speakers. What? I'm like, what? It? No, but like, really think. Well, motherfucker, I told you all sign. I'm like, yeah. oh, imagine if we could do this, like seminar and stuff yeah. like that. Man, I already we, knew. We're getting recruited. I feel like I'm one of the Avengers knew. right now. Yeah, I already knew. But it's one of those things. Like, trust me, I'm gonna help y'all. But like. It's going to serve me because you guys are a prime example of giving value and more people deserve to hear you. And past 100%. people deserving to hear you, you deserve to be, you know, financially, you know, paid for that. And not by the people who are listening, but by the companies who care to help people. Sure. So sure. it's sure. no one gets screwed in the process. And that's, again, what that's I said important. is I don't believe in bad business. Yeah. yeah. 
I don't believe in Batman. I believe everyone deserves a seat at the table who earned a seat at the table, and everyone deserves to eat who did something to eat. Yeah. And, that, and that's ultimately what it is because, like, you know, it's funny because sometimes I feel kind of scummy when I'm asking people, like, yo, please sign up to our fucking Patreon. It's $5, right? But it's like... That's that value we were talking about. That's mm-hmm. yeah. certainty in value. And that's what I'm saying because I'm at the point where I'm like, I know what the fuck... I mean, not I'm not perfect, but I know... To a certain degree, what the fuck I'm doing. And there's certain conversations that you get, you throw me in there, and I sit, I'm confident like this, like, I'm letting you talk. I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to tell you this. And then, but I'm also opening to learning and being like, mm, awesome. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also, like, the journey of oh, yeah. what we're doing. Um, but the goal is, imagine if we can just continue helping people, and this being our livelihood, right? It's like, I'm not trying to, like, scam anybody out of money. What I'm trying to do is I want to be able to know the value that I have and be able to to do this full time, yeah. right? To continue helping people. But I can't do that unless we have something like that. But I, mean, I, I, I don't even feel, I don't feel bad because I know the value that we bring. And I, yeah. dude, I've got, people message yeah, us. Like in, thinking back in my yeah, head. Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, people message us. I was at a Thanksgiving party at my girlfriend's and some guy was like, yo, like, I know you. He shook my hand. Coffee breakup, you guys are doing an amazing thing. You guys are going to make it. I'm so proud of you guys. Things that, and that happens all the time. And so, on a, uh, obviously, I, I have utter faith in us. And I know that we're going to be Yeah, okay. we're a slam dunk. You're, you're, coming, okay. you're coming from the right perspective of, like, <laughs> truly helping people and bringing yeah. light to conversations that help people genuinely, you know? Um, and, again, just because someone doesn't recognize your value doesn't mean you don't have it. Doesn't mean there so, is one. Yeah. Uh, there are many ways to get to the end, and we talked about many roads, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's just one answer. Y'all are yeah. on one of the roads, you know. We're on one of yeah. them, for sure. You just get to decide where that ends up. And the problem is everyone will get to a destination, whether it's back where they started <laughs> or where they wanted to go yeah. or where they end up without even knowing. Uh, the, the difference between all of those end destinations is the steering wheel. That's it. Uh, the Where driver. are you gonna take it? The driver. Where are you gonna take it? Yeah. Where the you driver take behind it? the wheel. Oh, my car broke down. Walk. <laughs> true, <laughs> yeah. true. True. I've had to walk many times. Takes yeah. a little bit longer, in, in but you'll business, get there. Yeah, in you'll my business, there. you know, uh, people are like, oh man, you just got a nice car. That's crazy. I'm like, that nice car took six years. Yeah. That took lots of couches. That took lots of uh, my brother being a very stronghold for me. You know, a lot of people, a lot of relationships are strained because of my commitment to my goal, but my lack of commitment to my growth. So you got to grow. You got to be willing to put put the ego aside. You got to be willing to say like, oh, yeah, I know about that. Mm, let's let's revisit it. Let's look yeah. at it again. Let's look at it from a few different perspectives. Mm, yeah. um, if you truly want to help people, you got to do everything in your power to position yourself to help people and to position yourselves to do this full time. You know, yeah. y'all, y'all deserve it and you're earning it and it'll happen. It's we'll just there. which road, which shortcut, if you can, uh, if it's a good one, don't. Take all opportunity just because they're opportunities. Because sometimes the devil is the opportunity, you know. Um, yeah. But y'all are on it, man. I mean, I think everyone watching this kind of show knows y'all are gonna get there, and I think y'all know it too. Even though it's hard sometimes, but um, it's a matter of when and how. Yeah. Not, not will it happen? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I I'm convinced. I don't think it's. I don't think it's an if. It thinks it's a when. I know it's a when. It's, there's and no. There's no like question about that. Like I. I love everything like y'all Thank got you. going on. Um. It's. Y'all have everything in motion already. Yeah, you know, uh, Put, it's a time. Yeah, thing. putting things together, but also it's what we we're saying earlier. Like, be appreciative of the moment. Yeah, where we're in right now. Like, look Instead at this of where saying, we're at, "Yeah, bro. think like, of what we wild. accomplished," even with the following, you know, so we know, 
Dude, if you would have told me a year ago that we were going to have our own studio, 90,000 yeah. followers on Instagram, I would have been like, no fucking way. Bro, no I way. reached out to y'all on social yeah. media, and I came the next day, yeah. and we had a podcast like that. Is like true. That. Yeah. That, that is this true. is all from that stupid little social media. You know, yeah. the connections you built. Like, my whole career started from social media, you know? That, that's where it started. So it's like you never know where it's going to end up, where it's going to go. Um, I've made so many switches and that's okay to change lanes as long as you keep going to like that end destination that you feel fulfilled on. Yeah. You know, y'all should find, I hope, I would hope you guys find fulfillment in what you're doing right now. Cause oh, right yeah. now this moment, you know, grounding type moment, you see everything going on. I look around, I walked in and I'm like, damn, y'all have come up so much from, <laughs> from the little I've met y'all. Yeah, you've already yeah, come yeah. up so much and you have Thank plans you. to do so much more. So it's, it's hard to be in the moment because you know, you want to be somewhere else, <laughs> but you got to, Ground yourself. Slow down. You gotta be. You gotta slow down. Gotta be here. In hindsight, you know you'd rather be somewhere else, but then you think of like the value. Like, like let's honestly put everything into perspective really quick. Now as we're closing off, how much do you charge for a one-hour fucking talk? Whatever. How much do you charge? It ranges, but right now uh, one of my bureaus lists me between ten to twenty thousand dollars. Okay. We got this for free. You know what I? And you know what I mean? You're gonna bring, yeah, yeah. But it, but I mean, fortunately, you came because you also wanted to. Because I mean, we ain't got no 10k. I mean, this whole place cost 10k, but we did it. Y'all, I mean, you just understand, like it's it, it, everything is relative, and like I believe sure. in y'all. You know, Thank you, man. like I love this concept. I love. I don't withhold value for money, but I know my worth in my job. Sure. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. Sure, 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 and sure. I, I just think it's very, it's very fascinating what you can create. You know. Um, and, and not just individually, but like us together, mm-hmm. you know, coming together, yeah. the synergy, you know, yeah. of, of the type of, conver- the con- kind of conversations that we had. Um, if anything, if we were able to, to just kind of have a perspective shift or, or, or something with you that we said that you're like, Oh shit, yeah. you know, cause Bob, for sure. I got it. I'm sure you did too. You know, yeah. a lot of things that you, you, you got. And I think that's the beauty of being able to create scenarios and situations like this where it's really flourishing and it really just, it, it's it's just a vibe. It right? is. That's like it's the nice. word. That is it. honestly the word. The, it. the word. It. It's the vibe that's being created here, and the beauty of 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 the art that we're creating. And it's all because like it, it's 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 what's driving us, and it's basically just building connections and trying to build that network of people. Yeah, we've met so many people. Like when your episode is going to be probably number ninety nine or whatever. We've done this a hundred, but you know, almost a hundred times over the span of three years. So I'm very proud of what we're doing. I'm super excited. I'm grateful for the moment, oh, yeah. but also I know that there's a there's bright future for us. More too. So, uh, like, uh, we, I love that we keep coming full circle to end it. Um, peace in the moment. We're all striving for more. You know, we talked about that. Um, and in hindsight, you said, you mentioned in hindsight. In hindsight, y'all never imagined you'd be here. Never. No. Never, never, never. So, now we're here, and you're wanting to be somewhere else. We got to also think, yeah. like, damn, this is going to be hindsight a year from yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. So true. A year from now, we should hop on a podcast and we could we should recall this and be like, what did y'all do in a year? Where do you think you're going to be in a year? Think about all the plans you have right now. Like, this conversation is going to be drastically different. Yeah. I'm going to be That's pissed so because I can't, I won't be able to, like, park my new McLaren anywhere <laughs> because y'all got your fucking car. So yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's racing. Hey, hey, I'm, just, I'm just calling that, though. I'll have a McLaren by next year. Yeah, that, that's the bet. <laughs> yeah, that's the bet. That's a new goal. So, I have faith in uh, you. But what I'm saying is, like, those are, like, silly little, silly little stupid goals. Like, at the end of the day, my, my biggest motivator is knowing that when I go to Publix, when I go to a, a grocery store, that my car's not going to say denied like it used to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Man, that's a trophy for you. That's you a, know, that's that's the biggest thing for me. So like, when I set these little goals like that, there I have so many like travel goals and all that stuff. But all of those are reminders that like 
damn, I've come so fucking far. And I refuse to let that little kid who struggled so much my entire life, I refuse to let that person down. Yeah. I refuse because if he saw me now, he'd be like, no way. There's no way. You're rewarding yourself. You know. I think it's it's good to be reminded. Yeah. So uh, I'm excited for you guys to reward yourselves. And, like, right now the reward comes from the work. Absolutely. Every time I finish a talk on stage, I feel so damn good because I know I gave it my all. Yeah. And with these with these talks, with these podcasts, like, if you guys know you gave it your all, you did everything you could. That's all that matters. Man. Ah, oh, man, Chris. It's always, I love you, dog. always a good talk. I love you, dog. Always always good I got mad love for you. Man. I love that. I'll come on anytime, bro, because I, I love this. Uh, set that panel up, please, because I would we'll love make it happen. To. No, we'll I'm not even happen. kidding. It was already like, a game changer with the love is being thing. I'm like, shit, that's wild. I'm yeah, not yeah, even kidding, wild. dude. Like, imagine. No. That that would be that would be a fire thing. Like that should got, be a that should be a premium event where people are like, You you gotta pay um, yeah, six dollars. Could even this. be like a live, <laughs> yeah. Alive, yeah, yeah. We'll make yeah, it happen. Yeah. We'll make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a really bad idea. We really do gotta make that shit happen. Yeah, and we'll bring you back on for sure. I'll be there for we'll we'll sure. stay in touch. You know, like it's 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 so good too. And this is the the whole thing about the podcast: making connections. You know, like yeah. being able to reach out and and ask you for guidance. We respect you immensely. You have so much wisdom and knowledge that it, it's great to kind of i have no um, doubt we're gonna work in some way shape or form some together. capacity whether it's like you guys working with me or like i know what you guys have been doing and i want to i want to get in on whatever some you guys capacity, so like for sure giving value is a is a community thing so i'm down you've been doing it for how long you said five six years, five years. yeah we're we're rolling up on on year three and i think we're at the position where now we're we're actually making serious uh changes where we know what Stripes, we're doing and now yeah. it's just like adding on to it you know and growing um and i know that it's going to come to the point where uh you know, partnerships are just going to be thrown at us. It will happen. But will it's happen. but then it's the strategic ones. Like, Hasty, so we want to kind of put him on, if we can make this panel work, we want to, so you can meet him. Um, he's one of those that we kind of want to work with almost forever. Yeah. You know, he's taught us so much, and it's almost like this, a part of this wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for the value that he's given us and ongoing, that. stuff like that. And I got to tell you, man, I'm not saying it because you're here, but you were also one of those people because even the first time we recorded, as soon as the cameras were off, I learned so much more. As soon as we just talked about the, all the ideas start feeding me, I'm like, dude, who the fuck is this guy? When he told me that you want to bring you back on, he goes, yo, the episode did really good. And I'm, I'm like, of course. Like, just, the, just the conversation and the flow that we had. Really strong chemistry there. Really good bond there. And I'm like, man, what could that become, you know, as it continues developing? So as you said right now, I know some way, somehow we're going to work. I know, bro, I'm, I'm confident of that. Like, At that I, point, it's like, yeah. It was crazy because yeah. even when I saw you guys on, on social, I'm like, something about this you know something about them something about this I'm like, no for sure like i i just knew like i don't do many in-person podcasts you know that's like not really my thing but yeah for this one i was down i, appreciate and I was that. like that's so and to leave you with a little bit more motivation i guess um <laughs> year three is when everything started to change for me yeah year four is when shit blew up i like that. so I like that y'all are on track all right, all right, all right. Any time to break up? Yeah, yeah, we're done. We're, we're time to break up. We're gonna wrap up, but before we do, we always ask. Even though I would be surprised if you can come up with more bangers, but final thoughts. Anything that you want to kind of end it on this topic? Something you'd want to tell your younger self? Something you believe in? You want to share with the world? Whatever it is you want to do, by all means, this will be the moment to do so. So, uh, regarding the topic of love, um, you have to be the person you're looking for. You have to be the person you're looking for. Stop searching for something you're not willing to do yourself. And we, we see it everywhere today. We want what we're not willing to do. Do what you're willing to want, and you'll get exactly what everything you've ever wanted. It was, uh, to, to end it, there was this, uh, this quote that says, 